Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's good, Internet? Welcome to Day Zero of Waypoint Radio's coverage of E3 2019. We are here in Los Angeles, California, after fighting with technology for a full day. <laughs> and I don't just mean the Watch Dogs Legion reveal, but also we played that, so we can talk about we that did. a little bit. Austin Walker here, Patrick Klepik, Hello. Rob Zachney, Kato on the boards, and we have joining us... Special guest, Dante Douglas! Bow, 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 bow. Uh, I just flew into LA, so all I know is pressers, uh, so I haven't touched anything. But I'm That's down fine. To, yeah, I'm just down to here. I'm, I'm here to give my opinions. Same. Good. <laughs> That's also what I'm here to do. <laughs> yeah. People should know that by now, I guess. <laughs> we are going to talk through all of... <laughs> We're going to talk to selected news of the day. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Warriors-Raptors game, even though we want to. Bummer. I want to see a game seven. No, oh, I just Great mean, game, but like yeah, upsetting. The Durant, oh, yeah, the Durant stuff, stuff is a big bummer. We're going to keep heavy. moving. Listen, sports are games. True. And there's no dedicated vice sports team at this point, so that's us. If you think about it, it's a game on video, which is kind of like a, a video, video game. game. So, right. There it is. Uh, we should start with, before we actually get to Ubisoft, I just want to quickly shout out one thing from the PC gaming show, or two things. One, Cameron Kunzelman wrote a great little piece about the value of the PC gaming show, which is held by PC Gamer every year, uh, which uh, kind of takes a look at a lot of smaller PC games, some bigger PC games, like they, they talked to some of the devs behind Baldur's Gate 3, um, but but the, the kind of value of having something that isn't just a brand that has a vision about what the brand is trying to push forward. It's not a platform. It's a it's a grab bag. It's great. Well, yeah, that's what that's what Sean said at the end, right? Was that this is a platform. This is not a thing. You gotta totally. get right up on that. Mic. You uh, really sorry, got to see, you can bring it towards you. Oh, yeah, okay, good, okay. Sorry. Yeah, we no, want to be up on fault. it. No, totally. Yeah, totally. I, I do think like this is the the PC gaming show is a showcase of a platform. It's it's a. As much as it is also epic showing that they can sponsor this sort of thing, which it right. is. But they need those sponsors, right? Because yeah. Because you because don't have a platform, like a, a generic It's size. not Sony. Right. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Uh, and I want to shout out the second thing there is Unexplored 2. Unexplored is one of my favorite little roguelikes. Hell yeah. Uh, it came out on the PC uh, last year or the year before. Last year, no, year before, and then it came a Switch last year. Yeah, great game, and they have a. You can, get in, you can already start playing it. If there you is go yeah. to Fig and just like I don't know, Back you throw money it. at it. Yeah, throw money at it, and then you can dig into it a little bit. What was that game that was like a film noir in space? Oh, that's Genesis Noir. Yeah, it looks really cool. That was also a, that was a Kickstarter game. Uh, I want to say sometime last year. Mm. Uh, looks really fascinating. I have no idea how it works at all, uh, but it's extremely striking, and I believe it is. It's a noir mystery about 
the Big Bang. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, you know what? Classic tale. We, of the that's game. Classic we still tale. don't know the answer to that one. We really don't. And you know what? I'm glad someone's tackling it <laughs> in a PC game. Uh, yeah, that game looks gorgeous. I've been I've been like lightly following that for a while um, since the Kickstarter campaign. Cool. Uh, anything else at the PC gaming show that we think? Man Eater. Man, Tell me about what are you? I know I have nothing to say. Ask me on Thursday after I go. You and be see a it. shark. You be a shark. After I, you be a shark. I appreciate that they threw a bunch of time at Maneater for a game that I. That is the type of like premise for a game that I imagine like oh I'll see that on Steam and be like eh, I'll, I'll I'll take an afternoon for that. That yeah. sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, put on a podcast and eat some people. Like that's great. Uh, but <laughs> but I'm not going to. But I'm not going to like. I, I was. I, You're saying if you were like a paid, respected reporter who has time is valuable, you wouldn't spend an hour going to see that on the Thursday. Oh, did someone do that? This is why I made it this far, Dante. How was Manny? I don't know. Ask me on Thursday. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh duh. Okay. Um. It looks good though. It looks like look. I, I'm. I'm. It's an elaborate goof that they have decided to put a decent amount of money into making a really elaborate goof. It reminds me of Goat Simulator. Like sure, in, yeah. in the sure. same way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sure. is like, sure. with Goat Simulator, my thought was always, look, you're paying $15 for a joke, but it's a really good joke. Right. And they put a lot of money and they put a lot of work into it to make it fleshed out as much as that joke could be. Look, when that shark did like a backflip coming out of the water, one, <laughs> we collectively said, that's fucked up. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah. If you saw a shark do that, I think our thought was, praise Queen Shark, like you are now our ruler. Devour me. We are good. <laughs> Please fuck me up, fam. Like that's it. If I can just be one step on your on your pathway to, to your evolution, yeah, your it's, evolution to Empress of Earth. It's a war game, guys. Oh, damn! When well, you put it that way, yeah, that waypoint's very into it. I, uh, yeah. I wasn't good. I didn't want to say it, but no one was saying it. So, yeah. is Vice Gaming into that? Is is mm. Vice what? Gaming or Vice, Vice Games? games? Mm. <laughs> Nintendo wrote it down as Vice Gaming. They did. <laughs> Shoutouts to Mike Diver, honestly. Wow. Uh, anything else PC gaming? Can we keep moving? I, I would... I Vampire the Blas Masquerade Bloodline still looks good. You're seeing that tomorrow, yep. Rob? So we'll have more on that one tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, super uh, cool to see Kara Ellison on yeah, stage. Cool to see Kara Ellison on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely think... Yeah, I, I think the PC gaming show is one of my favorite things to see. It's... It is both like the cleanest E3 presentation because it's literally just like, here's a bunch of trailers <laughs> and then 30 seconds of talking to the devs. Great. Uh, but it avoids all of the ridiculous glitz that kind of like fluffs that up for the other presentations. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's good. It's it's always I like. And the same yeah. with like the, you know, like the, the kind of funny guys, uh, you know, their little exactly. showcase. Like it's, you know, uh, it's just a bunch of trailers. And like right. it's kind of, sometimes it's kind of nice, even as someone that like, you know, is is their job to find this stuff. A lot of stuff just kind of goes by the wayside. And so it's actually sometimes just kind of neat to just see, just hit me with 40 fucking minutes of games that I have no idea what they and are. And I feel like they're games that usually don't get that sort of play. Like a, right. the, a lot of the PC gaming show is like niche PC ass PC games, yep. right? To like, the point where you're like, someone needs to tell these people how to cut a trailer. <laughs> I know, I know. Because we're like, man, there was like, Dude, some strategy well, like, game early where both of you were like, like what's going on? on? There, was like, a, there was a difference between a trailer that goes on a Steam page yes. and a yes. trailer that goes into a trailer reveal like, like show, which has like to compete directly with a bunch of other more well-cut trailers. Exactly. So, it's tough. Um, other than that, people should go check that out. There's a lot of Ship. stuff there worth looking at Chivalry. We could go through everything, but we yeah. just have... We have a lot to go through. We have a yeah, lot yeah, to yeah, go yeah. through. Keep moving. Did Mordhau eat Chivalry 2's lunch? Oh, oh, my God. When I first saw that, I'm like, why are they showing a trailer for Mordhau? <laughs> because... <laughs> like, that 
game's already out. <laughs> yeah, but they, they, there's one crucial selling point, though. You can play Chivalry drunk. Yep. Oh, they that did. Was, <laughs> they said, they said <laughs> we're pretty sure half of our player base. I player didn't know Mordhau had a breathalyzer when you like fired it up. <laughs> it but is illegal to play that drunk. Yeah, yeah. Like, so here's chivalry, like bringing the party back to medieval <laughs> combat. I also love the whole like what sets your game apart. Well, uh, well, well, we have um, medieval objectives. Medi- medieval objectives. We really think that our fans want to draw. Uh, are excited the way we draw on medieval history and major events of the time oh. period. What were some of those major events? What was what are the big Siege events? Siege of Castle. Siege of Castle. Number one. <laughs> uh, Pogrom. Pogrom. Great. Big medieval event. Uh, Black Plague. Yep. Classic medieval Horse, event. Horseman beheads other man at the end. That's a great event, though. Like, I if you that. That is the equivalent of a shark does a backflip <laughs> in medieval times. And it's fine, because that guy was a Cathar. Oh, so, right. It's totally it's, okay. Yeah. So Fuck. It's perfect for the free weekend. God. All right. We are going to keep moving, because if we don't, we will linger on It'll this forever, forever. Yeah. because we have a lot to talk about. Uh, Ubisoft kicks off with an orchestral summoning of the, of the Assassin's oh, Creed one series. Of my, honestly, it might have been a highlight of my E3, not because I particularly like, cared or didn't care for it, but Rob <laughs> Zachney's response <laughs> to this symphony of just like, damn, I want to play some Assassin's Creed. <laughs> you literally were like, these look like good games. <laughs> And I pointed out, I was like, no gameplay in this cinematic. And he's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But you've played them. I own many of them. (laughs) And I've installed some of them. But here's the problem. Every time you fire it up, like, all, like, that entire, like, orchestral arrangement, uh, the medley of the different themes from the different games, it's all, like, being accompanied by footage of, like, red coats firing in formation and, like, people doing boarding actions aboard ships and like people having like sword fights in France. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to do all of that. <laughs> but the experience of playing Assassin's Creed is always like, it's not bad. Climb this thing and pounce from above. And I'm like, not again. <laughs> and like, but and I'm like, when do we just start like, you know, knifing British officers in the colonies? And it's like eight, nine hours from now. <laughs> yeah. 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 That one specifically. Yeah. I, I like that game more than most folks when it came out, but I... Or, no, that's not true. I still do not like that game. <laughs> I like that intro more than most folks well, when that came out. Did they but, miss a trick by not making the intro of the game? Like, is it the... You had, like... I don't know. I think that came out... We, we cannot <laughs> do this We're going to relitigate Assassin's Creed 3. Because we're about to talk about Watch yeah. Dogs Legion, which is probably... The it's the biggest thing that I think Ubisoft showed off today. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that game is out in March. Yes, March third or something, something like that. Uh, twenty twenty. Um, the leaks and rumors were true. The pitch of that game is that the line between NPC and player character is utterly blurred, and you were playing as a uh, a sect or a sect a a a, a, a dead sec. You're just playing as dead sec, but you're playing as a cell of dead sec in London. Uh, in a near future post Brexit uh, dystopian version of London, by which I think what we mean is a simple, small extension of m- many programs and uh, kind of ideological aims that are already incredibly present. Um, and so, well, it was the same sort of thing where they're like, we're imagining a world where technology has taken a dark turn. And I was like, <laughs> mm, uh, my guy, uh, this one, what? Where people I'm are hearing being... that technology is already <laughs> taking a dark turn. People are being deported. Oh, mm. Mm. word. Okay, C- cages. People in them. People are in cages. Wait, I'm hearing 
That's already okay. All right. Well, it's a darker turn. Totally. So the the pitch as it was given is uh, British accents. London is a big iconic city. I'm gonna get the stuff that I like completely roll my eyes at out of the way first, and then I can dig into the stuff that like, especially having played it, respond that I respond well with. Uh, there's a specific line in there that is like, London's culture has affected the world, <laughs> which is like. Well, that's yeah, a way I mean, to put it. It sure has. It sure has. You're right. People from London sure have gone to other places in the world. <laughs> this was the entire, like, the, when uh, Clint Hawking comes out, and we'll, we'll get to his yeah. significance in a moment, but the uh, designer of the game comes out and is talking about, you know, as London goes, so go we all. And it's like, yes, but often it's whether you wanted to or not. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ask former Commonwealth nations totally. about how that went. Totally. Um, it is a game in which the local government, because it's been ineffective because of Brexit, because of other things we haven't probably seen yet in, in the narrative, has taken a step back. Policing has been taken over by a private military company. In fact, a major corporation called the Albion Corporation seems to be at like the heart of authority inside of London. Uh, you, the DedSec, which was once a sort of anonymous, uh, analogous group back in Watch Dogs 1, and then kind of became a little bit more left-leaning than anonymous, I would say, in Watch Dogs 2, and a little bit more, I'll just say a lot hipper, a lot cooler, with, with characters like Marcus and Wrench, who are fantastic in Watch Dogs 2, uh, now has developed into a full-fledged resistance movement, an anti-authoritarian group, so-called by the game, not by me, um, and you are the group. You are not a, a major player character. You are not a character who is the leader of that group. There is no cover like hero. There is no Marcus equivalent or Aiden Pierce, which is fascinating to think about. To go from like Aiden Pierce's iconic cap to you to, to the four of us if we play that game in a year. We're all his cap now. We're, we're <laughs> all the cap. cap. Everyone is cap. Everyone's cap now. Which is, is later. That's an Avengers. We'll get there. Um, but I the, thought you were talking about Mario Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> we're Mario just fucking tossing cats everywhere. Uh, <laughs> You play as characters who are procedurally generated, uh, who have traits, uh, who are part of a couple of different uh, kind of character classes, um, and those characters have relationships with each other. They have uh, kind of Sims-style or Elder Scrolls-style, Radiant AI-style um, daily routines. Um, they have opinions of DedSec. They have goals. And those slot, and some of this I'm drawing on our experience having played this game now, they slot into, or with those characters, you perform five storylines, the way they sold it? Yeah, there's like five major uh, branches of storylines, like one, like when I, I had a chance to talk to Clint for a couple of minutes, and like, it's like, yeah, like one's like the private military contractors, one is like, uh, yeah, for, but like, there's like the three there's... that I got, the three that they talked to me about were private military contractors, Organized crime, which yep. I've seen a spike, uh, and then, which we'll talk about, uh, and then, fuck, there was a third one that was kind of, oh, um, they didn't, mm, fuck, there was a third one. It's going to kill me that I don't remember this. Let me see if I have it. Anyway, keep Anyway, going. oh, private, privacy, right? The, the, the surveillance state, specifically the surveillance state was the third of those. There's five of those. You think about something like uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which similarly kind of had a bunch of story threads through it where there was the cult story thread there was the f familial story thread there were like a bunch of them uh and a lot of those had endings on their own my supposition is that will be a similar structure here that right. you'll finish off those different things and maybe they'll all build up to a big central one the way that kind but of it's kind of like a checkbox like boom did that one move right on to the next one totally seems like a very modular structure too if they wanted to add more down the line exactly because right? then they can just like well here's another which storyline path ubisoft's whole deal right yeah <laughs> um and 
the the other half of this pitch is like who's on it. I would say, which is mm-hmm. this is going to be the first game that Clint Hawking has shipped since Far Cry Two. Which is um, wild. Which is wild. Which was eleven <laughs> not years for, ago. Not for lack of trying. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> he's been around, right? Like he's been he's been in a couple different studios. Sure enough, um, we walked through this, right? Speaking of which, oh yeah, Patrice Tendelay showed up at the PC Gaming Show. That's right? true, right? Uh, so like, yeah, there's sort of been a journey of the damned for high profile <laughs> Ubi designers of a particular vintage of the blogosphere <laughs> era. Yeah, yeah. Right? The, the, um, the twenty the twenty tens right. early twenty early even before yeah. that with 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 Clint Clint was at you know Far Cry two launches in two thousand eight he goes to Lucas Arts Lucas Arts shutters he goes to Amazon after that and then no, Steam then to Valve Valve, Valve, Valve then and then Amazon, Amazon. Yeah. and then back to UB three or three and a half years ago um, and then has collected a lot of people on that team some of which were at this event today I talked to Liz England who if you follow on Twitter is a fantastic kind of proc gen uh, expert. Um, to the point that like, when I asked like Clint about like a very specific question about how <laughs> like like the systems work and like figuring out like how much how the data is sort of assigned to like different characters, he was like he's like, honestly, like <laughs> I'm gonna get it wrong. Like you should just talk to Liz. Like she right. built that shit to make sure that we get it right. <laughs> like that's like a that's good. That's yeah. a good honest answer. And also shouting out someone else on your team that like right. they they built that, like go talk to them. Right. <laughs> people like Kate Tremblay, who is a great writer, like the team of people there seems really sharp. Which is the main reason, and then also my play experience, that I'm holding out hope, I think, for this. Um, this strikes me as a game that has, that is one, and for, like maybe not first and foremost, it, it is willing, it is interested in saying stuff about the world and about mm-hmm. culture and about politics, even if being part of a big corporation and being surrounded by PR folks. I was going to say, so, I, yeah. There's so, part of that, yeah. So I had a chance to... I'll pull a couple quotes. But I want to be clear. I don't mean this in the way... I don't mean this in the way that Far Cry 5 was like, wow, this could say something about something. (laughs) Right. I I mean this in a much more focused way. And I mean this in a way in which when you talk to the people making this game, it feels like they have stuff that they want to say. It feels like PR is a little shook by the project. Like it has sort of an ideological thrust in a way that Far Cry 5 didn't. I think it's a very broad thrust. In fact, you know, the thing that one one dev that I spoke to said was, it's not a very brave thrust. Anti-authoritarianism isn't brave. The idea that we need a diverse amount of, a diverse set of people to push back on authoritarianism isn't a brave position, but it's not one we see taken very often. Right, yeah. And so... And I'm paraphrasing that, but that is the that is 100 the gist of what was said. Um, and so, like that is the that is the heart of it, and that is a political heart. But also, I'm at the point where it's like I don't want to just have the conversation of like, but Ubisoft says it's apolitical anymore. I want to just be like, well, what's the work say? Let's yeah. talk about oh, the game. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, we well, know that's bullshit. You can look at a whole basically like what yes. I think the best way to look at it is like well, let's, let's look at a holistic analysis of what this game is saying. Obviously, we can't do that yet. The game's not out yet, but right. theoretically, right. right that's. That's how you approach these sort of things. What is this game actually saying about this "quote unquote" post-Brexit world that it totally. keeps touting? And totally. like, uh, that's obviously marketing shorthand. But what is it marketing shorthand for? Yes, right. Exactly. And then what is it doing in the game itself? Patrick, you talked to yeah. Clint a little bit about this, or yeah. not about the the meta conversation. You so, just dove well, into like, the yeah, conversation well, because so <laughs> part of this is like due to like the setup of the conversation. Where it was like I came out of my we Austin and I both played about an hour of the game, and as I'm rolling out. Uh, I just happened to lock eyes with like a PR person. They were like, how's your demo? And I was like, oh, you know, it was good. Really enjoyed it. Thanks. Um, uh, I was like, are there any interviews? And like, oh, I actually think Clint's going to be available in a minute. I was like, okay. Um, Usually like pre-book this stuff and everything's lined up with very specific times. And this was just sort of like, 
we'll go see. They come back and then they roll over to me and they're like, you can have five minutes. And I, and I was like, oh, that's like not enough time for, I'm looking at my notes. I have like two pages of like theoretical topics and I'm like, maybe I'll get 30 minutes. Like, and they're like, maybe 10. And I'm like, okay. There is like no time to like bullshit or like start up like a, I was like, I started with, we follow each other on Twitter. We haven't met in person before. And he's like, and then we slowly, quickly figured it out and sat it down. Anyway, like I wasn't interested in asking one under the glare of like nine lights, six PR people around me. Like I wasn't going to be like, like, so that you, Ubisoft political interview, <laughs> like in the context of that list. So my, my thought is like, and we were talking about this off mic is like, look, yeah. and we just talked about it here of the idea of like, treating them as cultural objects that are saying things regardless of like how the media training stuff comes out of that. And so my question to him was more along the lines of like, look, like the trailer for this game opens with like immigration cages. Like we know there are kids on the border right yeah. now in fucking cages. And it's like, you were playing with appropriating, taking from like real life imagery in which like people are being affected, hurt. I was like, what, what kind of conversations have you had about taking that imagery and then putting it into like, ostensibly like an entertainment product and mm -hmm. it's like where where does that go and so his response to that which i think is in some ways like a wink wink is says he says we make culture which i think like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we make looks around looks over his shoulders uh <laughs> culture yeah and I, but, but i think like that's a smart way of yes. like rephrasing what we're talking about because someone like ubisoft especially given the way that gamergate crowds respond to the word politics it like that word has been like turned toxic to a company like Ubisoft, in which they're clearly making political art or games or they're, however you want. Right, they're employing people who clearly have things, political things to say. Yes. yes, who are the people who I'm sympathetic for in that situation? Are the people who are like, I can't fucking believe that my boss's boss's boss is telling me I can't say this. Right. How do I get them to give me money to make the thing I want to make anyway? Mm -hmm. Anyway, continue. I don't know. So what was Clint's response? Uh, yeah. So he says uh, we make culture. Somebody makes a film with people in cages at the border, we don't question that. Make a film worthy of talking about, and I'll watch it. Don't belittle or appropriate it for gain. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to be respectful of a really complicated and difficult situation. We're looking at real problems in the world, like immigration crises, economic crises, and crisis of de democracy and rising authoritarianism around the world. And we're extrapolating those things into the future and saying, in this game, you're going to be a group of people, not a hero who's going to shoot everybody to solve the problems, but a group of people who come together, put aside their own differences to fight back against those things and build a better future. And it's like between like the word culture and then a lot of things that you can sort of read between the lines on that and someone like Clint who is a really smart designer who clearly has thought those things through, you know, where these games politics actually land, like who knows, uh, but there are, th there are things enough in that statement that you're like, okay, um, that's like a, a decent way of like reframing the conversation. I think that's a very smart way to, yeah, from, from him. That's, that's, that's a very good way of answering that without saying it's a wink. It's like, yeah, yes, of course, exactly. like you should be looking at this game in this way. I think you have to really want to say a wink. Like I just, I hear that and it just sounds like a bag of nothing. Like I don't, I, I like a part of this is, I don't know uh, Hawking's body of work sure. that well. Like I know Far Cry too, but uh -huh. like uh, his work on the Splinter Cell series, like I just I don't know. I think he did Hitman as well. I'm not um, sure. Blood Money. I want to. I, I don't say. think so. I think it's mostly just yeah. Splinter Cell. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. it's sort of but, irrelevant. Yeah, but I, like I hear that answer, and I just don't. I hear basically the same answer I've been hearing for years, which is yes, obviously all these things are happening in the world, sure. and uh, it's very serious. Anyway, our game is about. There's bad things in the world, and you have to unite with people and work together to stop the bad things. And what that often means is we're going to find some uh, symbolism 
that can be read in a variety of ways by a variety of people, and everyone will agree, well, that seems pretty fucked up, regardless of what their politics and beliefs actually sure. are, right? And so I think there's, there's a lot of folks in the world who, if there were uh, detention cages and jails, yeah. open air, on the end of their street, they would be concerned, and they would say, this is, this is fucked, this has gone too far. The idea of those... I'm not actually. This is not hypothetical. This is the this country is deeply I'm real. Right now. Yeah, there are people who, who would, if that was happening in their backyard, in their neighborhood, at the end of the street, they would say, "This is going way too far. We have to do something immediately." Uh, but those same people, as long as that suffering is being kept out of sight, out of mind, uh, will regard that as a normal status quo and an ongoing policy d- debate and right. discussion. Right. And making a game like this, you end up. The symbolism you're going to employ is going to resonate with both those groups of people. It's a Hunger both of them, situation. Both yes. of them will feel like the hero. But the problem is, if you're still basically telling that half of the audience that are very much part of the fucking problem, that like, well, when it gets bad, you'll know it. Right. You know, the alarm's are already going off. They don't know it. And this, this so, answer just doesn't do it for me. So the thing for me is like, I think there's there's... The thing that makes me both think that you're right here, but also make me super curious about where they're going with this, is the way that the NPC player character binary is blurred. The reason for that. One, the core conceit of the game is any character is recruitable. Mm -hmm. I don't think that anyone in, in the world is recruitable to any political position or popular movement. I think that if there were people on the end of this street right now in cages, there would be people in this town who were like, hell yeah. yeah. And I don't care and, how many And favorite... or an apathy of, uh, right. well, there's a reason. There's a reason yeah. for it. Yeah. And I don't think there's any amount of personal favors I could do those people to bring them on board. I, there, in fact, there would be many people who are like signing up to be like, let me guard the cages. Yeah. That is the reality of this world. That is well, the reality. Right now, it's homeless people. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. So. So that is my where I'm 100% with you. And I think that the, the mechanical system that, that they are pushing here, the idea of you can play as anyone, undercuts the reality of, of a political moment of crisis like this, specifically of authoritarianism, which is that authoritarianism doesn't only happen because people with guns are in power. It happens because people often vote them into power. People, people without guns. Right. Yeah, decide that's the thing. <laughs> those people, those are the ones who I'm with. Right, those people have my values uh, at heart and are going to defend them and enforce them for those degenerates who who refuse. So that's that's the part of me who's like 100% with you and your skepticism about uh, uh, Clint Hawking's position there. The other half of it is that one, I don't know that Clint is the be all end all on this project, mm-hmm. um, and it, I think that there is. When I talked to some devs throughout the day today, one of the things that they kept coming back to, and I don't know if Clint talked in this way too, but was like, this is not Clint Hawking's game. Yeah. Um, they were like pretty active about like, yeah, we, we collaborate in a, in a way that I've not collaborated on games one, before. I, to one example of that, in my presentation, right. um, uh, there was a, like in our setup, it was like you went to a 10-minute presentation, then you played 45 minutes of the game. Um, Kent Hudson, who I don't know, was he the one that gave you a presentation I think so. too? Yeah. I don't know what his, but he's one of the principal designers. I don't know his exact mm-hmm. title on the project. Um, someone, something came up and then someone shouted something. I, there were a lot of influencers, let's say, in <laughs> like, we were a little more participatory in the presentation process um, in which uh, there was an, incl- they were talking about nonviolent uh, sort of like interactions in the game. Yeah. And then someone was like, 
said something about the guns and then he like pushed back saying like, well, actually like I worked re he's like, I argued really fucking hard to make sure that you can make it through this game without killing anyone. Hmm. And that, uh, that sort of thing where like, and he was like really a lot of conviction in yeah. saying that it was like not part of the script. It was like an off, off beat moment. Um, gave me a sense of maybe what you're talking about where it's like somebody said no, no like if we're going to do this we're going to find a non-violent way through this game even if that's not necessarily what a lot of players will end up doing the funniest thing about it was the way that the the one of the developers i was speaking to kind of framed it um who said in some ways it feels like the team was infected by the ethics of the work mm. which is mm. there's no hero on the title on the on the title screen on the cover art the core premise of the game is that there is no one who can have the skill set necessary to make political change happen, to change the world. Um, and the way that that works, just to like get into the nitty gritty a little bit, is every character in the game is is uh, a class, right? Every person three in the game, classes. It's more than that. There's only three in the demo we played. Today. Oh, sure, okay. I heard right. like two or three times that actually in the okay. final build, right? So each of those characters, and like this is the bit, this is the other half of the thing I started setting up you know, 30 minutes ago at this point. But I said, hey, I think it's saying something. The other half is the person, the, the game critic in me who loves proc gen stuff, who loves systems interaction, who loved the stuff in Watch Dogs 2 that was about nonviolent puzzle solving, uh, was a, who loved the ways in which the skills that I had, the verbs I had interacted with the world, is giddy at some of this stuff. And it's important for me as a critic not to let that giddiness at mechanical design get in the way of being kind of uh, ambivalent about, about the stuff that I truly am ambivalent around, around narrative and theme. But each character is a has a class. Um, you can assign that class when you recruit them, I believe. Yes. But they have certain traits that are built in, right? Uh, so their traits which may influence why you choose one thing or the but other. But you right? could like mix up, mix and match, like someone with like a a droid spec like bonus, but make them a heavy weapon a heavy user weapons for person or something reason. like that, right? Um, and as they level up, you you get them, you kind of work them through a progression. They can get three skills, but there's like. 12 or 15 skills per class. And so no single person, you're not gonna have like, oh, here's my number one hacker. You might have a hacker who has the skill set you personally like the most, but you might still come to a mission where you're like, fuck, I actually need the, the version of the hacker who has the droid or the, mm -hmm. the drone that they can control that has the turret built into it so that I can like run into the room and like, like stun gun all these guards instead of the version of it who, like, who, can, uh, can, who can do a stun knockout and keep controlling the same one or whatever, right? Um, and so that, on the design side of it, the idea that that is such a big swing. That is such a big swing. To go to a company like Ubisoft and be like, there's no character. No, you're not going to be able to sell a t-shirt with this person's face on it. I, you are not going to send a, a press release around that says, out, that, that says uh, what was the character in Assassin's Aiden Creed? Pete. Oh, Aiden. Or uh, Aiden, but or, or like the most recent one who was Marcus? a character. No, I, I'm talking about Assassin's Creed oh. now. Oh, uh, which one? Uh, uh, Alex, uh, Alexios. Alexios or Cassandra. Yeah. It's like everyone likes Cassandra. Everyone played that game. Even people like me who like, didn't love that game. was like, Cassandra seems dope. That is off the table in this game. Right, we were not going to be able to sit around a table and be like, "My favorite character is blank," mm -hmm. except for like NPC, except for not even NPCs, but except for like the AI who you talk to sometimes. Well, right? Presumably, like enemy type, sort of like character. They're all villain. people. Even like the villains, like the named villains and shit. So the, this is the question: is like I don't know about the named villains. Yeah, but the guards are. So like, if well, you, especially like if you go into a sequence where like. 
part of the way that the game doesn't necessarily comment on whether like you choose violent or nonviolent options, but the systems do. And so, for example, if you go into a room and you choose to just gun everyone down, um, like that gets marked like mm. on like that family tree. So it's like if right. that guard has a brother, wait, right? really, dude, yes. absolutely, he <laughs> will so, be, like he will you, like but, you less. But to your character, right? Yeah. So like it's like that in that particular character you're playing. So like if you're playing as Doug and Doug goes in, fucking lights up the room with shotguns. It's like, well, if you shot Frank, like Frank's brother is gonna find out that Doug. Um, and he's gonna like dead sack less. And then there was also conversation around how that will tie into potential faction relationships. Shadow stuff. of Watch. So that's the thing. Shadow that's, of Watch. So, that's, so, in, <laughs> so in, response, in response to me asking Clint of like something we were talking about during the presentation it was like, well, this whole thing of like, well, yeah, of course there's gonna be people who you know don't necessarily want to be part of the resistance, like are going are going to be either uh, friendly with the, uh, the authoritative government. Um, and his response to that was like, less that. Because it seems like they're really settled on like you being able to recruit anyone, but he said your actions will send people to different factions, to different extremes, and that was the example of like, look, you want to go in and light everyone up, then like right. that family tree or that like specific mm-hmm. person may get s- sprouted in a different direction. If you uh, to go try and recruit someone where they have like let's say a debt to someone who's blackmailing them, like you'll get that person, but that person who was blackmailing them they will go down on you as, or according to the tree and like get pushed in some other direction. Some of the idea there too is something like there was a character who I ran across who was a corporal in the military. I was like, he fucking hates DedSec. He's a cop, right? Or he's like, he's a, he's a soldier. Um, and yes, and this is again where there's some disconnect for me is like, I don't know that I would ever be able to radicalize that soldier by fixing his debt problem or whatever, right? Or prioritizing um, his medical care prior- at the hospital. Right, which is one of the one of the things that, that came up. You could up, also right? euthanize people. Can you? Yes. Jesus Christ. So this is one of those interesting <laughs> uh, like designed play is intended play type right. issues. Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this and I'm like, you can do some fucked up shit. In oh, this absolutely. Game. Like, I immediately, mean, like, the premise is already right? the very basic premise. When I asked them about this was like, okay, wait, the you're telling me like I'm I'm supposed to be this positive resistance movement. Every move I have, every verb that I have is fundamentally uh, based on a breach of privacy. It's yeah. fundamentally based on a breach of consent. And the descriptor is fantasy. That like Clint used that on stage right. multiple times. Right. The, the term was fantasy. Ooh. Right. That makes <laughs> so it, like, what, 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 what would worry me about that, right, is that, like, without a sort of, like, firm ideological thrust of the game, yeah. then suddenly, and without, I would say, mechanical uh, uh, drawbacks to doing, quote-unquote, bad things, right. then you're going to end up with players using this as, like, a cruelty playground. Which, which, which they're going to figure out how to do no matter what, right? And, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, people do that in any game. But at least, like, in something like GTA, that's kind of in the canon, right? Well, and like, there's a limit to it. In and some there's a sense. limit, yeah. But I don't know that that limit is. And this is like this comes back to my like the shit that I was writing about Watch Dogs five years ago now, right? Which was like here is a world in which I can bring up a a scan of a person and it says that they have cancer and I can't and I can steal from them. I can rob from them, <laughs> right? I can be like, oh, and also they have less, they have five hundred bucks less in their bank account now. In Watch Dogs Legion, I can pull up the thing and say this person has a chronic illness. And in fact, that chronic illness might make them mortal in a way other characters aren't. So yeah, the way that yeah, that like there is a you know one of the random stats going to get assigned to a character um, if they if they are ill, then not necessarily they'll get this. But if they are ill or elderly, they can get one that says they will randomly die, which means huh. you could just be in the middle of a mission and just 
or they could be off in your roster of characters. Like, yeah, this is a sick die? person. Yeah, I had another character. There was, they, they, uh, someone asked uh, at, at, in our presentation, like, can you can you get a single like could you could you force this game into a hero mode? Mm-hmm. Could you yeah. could you essentially main a character and get them to the end? They said, like, yeah, probably technically, but seems against the spirit of the game and would also be like extremely difficult. To do. I think the difficulty is the interesting part there because, like, because, like, yeah, it could be technically very hard, but there's always going to be some speedrunner who does it. But if the game is like actively pushing you against that, yes, which I think it sounds like it is. Well, for example, like the way the like the revival mechanic works is where it's like you if you get hit if you get hurt enough you go down mm-hmm. and you can either give up, which means you get arrested, or uh, you get back up. If you choose to get back up, the next time you would go back down into that like mm-hmm. stunted state you just die. Right. Like, so you, you can like you, so you can get that character back or you can let them go get arrested. And then maybe you get your hacker and then you bring them over and you get them out of jail. Like there are ways to run that loop. Here's the one that like got me. I was like, fuck, this is cool. Is yeah, you can get your hacker. You can try to storm Scotland Yard or sneak into Scotland Yard and then hack the computer and, and get them off the hook. Or you could even like go in there and also like put a warrant out for an enemy's arrest, for instance. Mm. Or you could go recruit some lawyers. And lawyers have a passive, which is like they reduce the amount of time your people are, are locked up. Mm. And it's like, oh, here is the systemic case that they're making that is like revolutions aren't won only by people with guns or only by people with law degrees or only by politicians. And those people are geographically, I mean, you can't find them randomly. Like you can just scan and find a lawyer. Right. But like, if you're looking for a lawyer, like you go to like the financial district, if you're looking for um, like, there's a, a section in one of the story missions we went through where like, it's, there's sort of like a permanent sort of protest that's happening. Right. And, and I remember asking the designer who's next to me showing me the game. I was like, well, it'd be sort of weird to like someone that like, was like cool with the regime would be hanging out here like oh yeah they wouldn't be here like if you're looking mm. specifically for people who like already have like their like pro resistance status up i forget what the what they're calling that metric but, like there's uh, literally like dead a bar sec, dead, yeah. it's like dead sec neutral support, dead sec, support yeah support yes. like right. if you if you want right. people who automatically already have their support up they will be in areas where protest is happening right so, it's like, so like you want to look like so yeah there I, was a specific person who I really quick who I, want, who I almost recruited who was a games journalist <laughs> uh, damn who had previously been a blogger damn um, and his <laughs> only ability was doubles the amount of support you get when you're playing as him trying to recruit characters that's where mm. I lost me <laughs> <laughs> you know, Bob Zachary, you know, we radicalized some motherfuckers on this podcast. You know it. Uh, and that is like, okay, like the part of me that responds well to games like State of Decay, the part of me that responds to games like Safe House Diaries, which is like such a weird yeah. deep cut. So I think probably yeah. 1% of people listening know what the fuck that is. The part of me that responds well, see, the part of me that responds really well to stuff like the buddy system in Far Cry 2 and who thinks like, oh, wow, there is so much, or who follows Liz England on Twitter and is like, wow, your coverage of Proc Gen or Tanya Short, people who like are doing, or Tarn Adams, mm-hmm. who are doing really interesting stuff in the space of Proc Gen storytelling. Um, or... Rob Zachney and me doing XCOM runs, right? Being like, wow, I love to have the raw materials to tell my own stories, right? This is a game that seems deeply interested in that thing I asked for last year, which is I want games that help people learn the skill set of filling in the gaps to tell their own stories with raw materials. And if it can enable that a little bit, I'm going to be cheerleading for that part of it at least even as I remain skeptical about the the kind of big picture political viewpoint it might have. 
I, I guess my only like mechanical worry with this, honestly, from what you've said, I haven't had hands on with it. Sure. Uh, but like you mentioned like, oh, you could like recruit a lawyer. Uh, but cannot the lawyer shoot gun? Like, why not? Why of wouldn't course. you just? Well, you, well, so yeah, there, so, so there, there is like this a, is there's, what a, I'm re- so there's a really weird jump that I'll be yes. curious if it gets addressed in all the game. I don't think so. I think they're just going to paper over it. So it's like the the way the demo is set up is like you are in front of a bar and they're like, cool, like walk into the bar and then you can scan whoever you want. Like this demo is going to let you recruit mm-hmm. any number of like the twelve people who are in here and like we'll I go. left and recruited someone. So fuck. Oh, them. that's cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and. Um, in fact, I recruited someone who was either cheating on one of their partners or was in a poly relationship. <laughs> because when I was like, how do I recruit you? The thing was like, well, m- my girlfriend and my paramour are both, both have warrants out for their arrest. <laughs> if I can clear those, he'll like dead sec enough to turn his Tight. back. He, he was a, so the, he's great. I just need to describe him. I just need to describe it. Sure, go. He's wearing a red leather jacket. He's a black dude with a red leather jacket with black jeans and a huge uh, mohawk. Deep punk vibes. uh, Who had the character thing that was like police record for inciting anarchy. And because of that, he had plus 40% damage to captain enemies (laughs) and 10% faster reinforcement calls. Oh, did that happen to you? What? Your NPCs, your not your NPCs, the rest of your team helps you in passive ways in the background during certain So that I was in a mission mm. and I was like sneaking around. I was playing one of the stealth types and then all of a sudden like things start popping off and they're shooting at someone and I was like what happened? And the designer was like well peek over and we peeked over and it was just like yeah just one of your boys just came through and he's just like <laughs> Okay the, that rules. The opposite that rules. That's yeah, really cool. the thing happened to me yeah. which is like I was getting I was getting I got fucked up and was trying to run from the cops and one of the other people in my team, who again is not a scripted character, it is a scripted character, but it's not a character who was scripted by name, was like, oh, they got drones on you, let me help you. And all the police drones just went, boo, and like like mm. buzzing flies fell to the ground and exploded, which was cool. Anyway, let me, I'm going to keep talking to you about my, my boy who I recruited, fine. <laughs> whose name is oh, Herbert boy. Hopkins. Uh, who was in debt to to Clan Kelly, which is one of the the kind of organized crime groups, whose paramour had an outstanding arrest warrant and whose girlfriend had an outstanding arrest warrant, and who had a parole officer who I could go deal with, who had a loan shark I could go deal with, who had the girlfriend and the paramour. And all of those people exist in the world. And You can literally pull up uh, on the map, you can go to, like, on an individual basis for a character, it shows based on those interactions like mm. at what time and what routes they're going to go on so you can just go observe it like get information about like what they're up to like and start making decisions on how you choose to push back and the reason i'm underscoring this so deeply is because this to me is so importantly different than ghost recon breakpoint mm-hmm. this is so importantly distinct for me than like, you know, it was a joke when it was written the first... Or it wasn't a joke, I guess. Can you hug the demons? If, if only I could hug Doom's demons. Like, there is... It is radical to conceive of a AAA game in which every character has personhood. It is not... Maybe maybe that, radi- that radicality is not, like, enough to shift things permanently, but it opens a gate. And, and importantly for me... The people who play this game, some of them are going to go on to become game designers. And if they at 15 are playing this game and are like... It's a framework. Right. And they're like, oh shit, I really liked it when I got uh, Herbert Hopkins killed that like his girlfriend hated me for the rest Mm -hmm. of the game. That was like a weird and interesting thing. And that like, 
you know, at the end of the game, the graveyard has a bunch of dead sec members in it that you can like that are there. People are are mourning, and you've lost kind of control over the narrative of your resistance movement. I think that do we know if that can happen? That specific thing was described to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, was it you or it's on Twitter where it's like someone can die, the girlfriend will then start visiting a grave, and you can like go observe that. I I think I think what really does interest me about this this type of uh, like mechanical setting is that yeah, I think it does put the onus on the group instead of the individual. What worries me is that. What you just said, every character has personhood. That makes like 15,000 red flags in my mind go up like, no, they don't. We can't do that. That is not possible in video games. Sure. What you can do is you can assign them a bunch of tags and your brain right. can fill well, in the good And you part. can assign them now. You can give them your specific agency. The <laughs> yeah. particular uh-huh. player tag, which is like I'm video games in AAA space players are the most important, are made to be the most important yeah. thing. This does not necessarily take that away, right? It doesn't. This it, game does not yeah. continue without you playing it. Yeah. It is an important distinction, right? And, and like, it, Well, also, I just mean in a level of just pure, like, the amount of things we can do with proc gen right. are kind of finite right. right now because for every bit of, you know this, every bit of, like, broadness has to be kind of countered by a bit of depth. Right. And everything you just said sounds really cool, but it also makes like alarm bells go off in my head like, this can't be that deep. How could they do this? And also, what conditions is it in which they're making a game like this? Yeah, and like, it sounds very cool. I would be really blown away if they pull it off for like a 40-hour video game instead of like a three-hour design demo. Right. Because I think in a design demo sense, this could be really sick. And then like, you're playing this game for 27 hours, and you're like, well, I could switch to the guy who's good with guns, but fuck it. My lawyer's, like, fine with guns, and what does it matter? <laughs> my like, lawyer's what does it matter? level like, 30. My lawyer's level 30. <laughs> like, he's fine with guns. Did oh, you, and did if you he st- dies, I'll just get someone else. Did like, you start as the grandmother? <laughs> yes, which they're pushing Did you hard. stick That's with cool. her? Only for a little bit. No. So, oh, so... The way, <laughs> the way my demo started, you're like, yeah, you, you scan, scan the bartender. Like, the, I ended up scanning the bartender, and I chose her because her, like, stat sheet came up, and one of the bits was, most recent Google search, pegging. God. <laughs> uh, and I was like, okay. Good for her. And I okay. said, well, it's good. And I said, Glad you, Brandy's still out there. <laughs> and I said, I will recruit you. And then we, um, <laughs> I need your skill set, man. And she, and she, and she had some, she had some, in, she had some information that she, you know, mm-hmm. she needed to be buried. And I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I bet. Um, and say it loud, uh, say it proud. So I go, I go, I go outside, and the the designer running the demo with me, he's like, so she's pretty slow, you know. If you wanted to like switch to a different character who could like run faster, getting around, I was like, nah, I want I'm, this. I'm staying with her, and I want to see what happens. And like, so there are two, I just put on two things, and then we'll move on because we talked yeah, long enough lot. about this yeah. game. Um, one, uh, it, uh, yes, she is older. The game we we uh, talked about this or hypothesized like whether like the environment would react to like an elderly character in a way that's mm-hmm. like. Could you like go and like do some shit that like people mm-hmm. just wouldn't notice or suspect an elderly woman? Like, no, like the game doesn't work so. on, yeah, on yeah. that deep of level. Um, two, because all the characters have to be able to do certain abilities, they are not going to stop grandma from vaulting. And so, <laughs> for example, like I yeah, finished up, true. I finished up it a was mission. In the trailer. <laughs> like, no, but no, 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 no. But what I did yeah. was like I was like one story up. Oh, and, like, I was like, I was like, I, I was like, am I gonna, hurt, am I gonna hurt her legs? And the, the guy's like, no. Like, he's like, you know, we kind of got to, you know. I was like, yeah, I get it. Um, and the second thing uh, uh, is that so when I left with Grandma, I was he's like, you can fast travel or you can you know go steal a car. I was like, yeah. all right, I'll go steal a car. And there was some automated taxis, and so you know I had that taxi stop, and Grandma. 
opens up the car, grabs this lady by the collar, <laughs> oh, throws her out, Does the put, GTA throw. puts herself in, I presses, need the a, presses the A button on the controller, turns on the auto drive, and just that car starts moving. <laughs> but as that happens, my automatic taxi, maybe the algorithm, you know, it fucked up, hits her, and then she falls over. I feel awful. You know, I'm, I wanted grandma to be like... Right assertive and show that she can do yeah. this but i didn't mean for this woman to get hit by a car she gets up walks like two cars up opens the door takes someone out gets into that car <laughs> hits a car in front of her causes a series of crashes right she gets Open out games. and i pull up my scan and i go recruit that lady. <laughs> Bring her into my team. <laughs> Whatever we need. You need some photos deleted? You're on my team. Whatever I was like, it is. You responded to this situation with power and poise. You took charge? And I was like, you you're the kind of person I'm God. looking to join my legion. I mean, so, <laughs> anyway. Um, the last thing I want to say here is someone actually asked me about this, and then I, I was curious about it. And then I, when I was playing the character who was, again, they definitely start you with, like, you're an old lady. This is a funny bit. This is our iconic hat. Yeah. Right? It is old lady with a gun. Um, I, Which side things, note, when, she do, when you pull out a gun is when you put on your mask. Yeah, and so when God. I rolled up into the first area with enemies, she, you, you put, hold left trigger, she puts on that mask, she crouches down and she's got a gun. And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a good bit. Anyway, sorry. She, mine had, either it was a chronic illness or she had hurt herself or something. Uh, and so she moved really slowly. Um, and I was like, hey, is this like a thing? Like, will there be people with disabilities in this game? Will there be people? And the, the person giving my demo was like, to a degree, like there aren't people in wheelchairs in this game. There aren't people who are, who's, who's we've made what basically look like, look like able-bodied people, which is frustrating because like clearly the demo is really, or the, the budget for this thing is through the roof. It would be cool if they're like, yeah, and of course disabled people are a huge part of pushing back against authoritarianism because they are the people on the fucking margins who are often pushed even further onto the margins or mm -hmm. off the table completely because of the rise of authoritarianism. But there are characters who are disabled, but who are disabled in other ways. There are neuroatypical characters. There are characters who have things like diabetes or, or kind of... What, There's a character are, on the spectrum in two, right? Yeah, yeah. who is a super well-written character. Uh, Wrench is phenomenal. Um, and so, like, that stuff was like, okay, I'm glad you had that thought at least. And I think that is going to end up being, for me, my expectation of the story of Watch Dogs Legion is like, I'm glad you had that thought at least. In contrast to Breakpoint, in contrast to Far Cry, in contrast to God of War even. Or most right? games. Like, most games are about a singular hero. I'm curious deeply about a game that says, let's throw that thing that unifies AAA action blockbusters out the door. What can we build? Um, I'm always going to want the team that is going to take those big risks to take those big risks, even if they completely fail, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a place where, like, I'm not going to say I'm confident in the game or its message, but I curious. am curious in a way that, like, coming into 2019, I didn't think I would be, you know? So, Watch Dogs, Legion. We should take a break. And then we'll come back and talk more about the first press conference of the day. <laughs> there isn't that much else. No, no there's not. Water you get here. some water. Yeah. I'd yeah. love a water. Yeah. BRB. Yeah. BRB.
when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. And we are back. Before we do anything else, in the last segment, I said Wrench was the autistic character in Watch Dogs 2. That's not true. It was Josh. Josh was. Um, Wrench, also great. Josh, also good. That game has some real issues, but I think actually people should play Watch Dogs 2 if you get a chance. If you missed it, go back and play it. Sorry, I had an urgent question about Watch Dogs. Yeah. In all the other games, it's been like a really simple, like you can hack anything with any anyone at any yes. time. Like everything is just like, boop, click the yes. button. Sorry, that might have been really weird on the boop. mic. Yeah, but like <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you just click the button and, and it's hacked. Is there like... Now you have a specialist who's like good at stealing this shit. No, or, that's more specific to like. Well, like you can have there are certain abilities for like a drone, right? Like where uh, I forget the specific use case, but like I, it's it, it's it's more that they have more access to things as opposed mm. to like, there's a base level of hacking that right. everyone so can like, do. So for instance, uh, most doors you can or most computers you can like hit L L B and be like I'm hacking it. Certain ones you need to go up to it and walk up and hit a button to like do it physically, which separates the hacker class from every other class because the hackers have drones which can press things without their physical body being there. And so if you like the Watch Dogs two stuff of like I'm gonna send my little robot in to like climb even for events. them there are physical things that they have to touch. Yes, but so there yeah. are but there are things that their drones can touch. Correct. Mm. So there's like a little spider, a, right, a little thing, spider yeah. drone can come out. Right. So there is like, yes, you're still just hitting LB, but there are abilities that are different, and there are if the hacker class specifically can keep their body out of harm's way and like go into Scotland Yard to hack something, like which is one of the things I did to right. like free my guy from prison. Okay, mm. I had two questions. I was lying. Uh, <laughs> can I also do a thing where I'm doing like the heist movie thing where this person is over here fucking this shit up. Right. And then switch to somebody else. Not in like... what they've shown. Okay. Not as what they've shown. I bet that is like a mission thing, but it yeah. is not. It was like, not would be surprised if it's like pick three people and then like you hot swap between bits but, as you accomplish objectives. Yes, but that is not what they showed. What they showed was you go into a menu, you say, I want to switch to this person. And there's also, they at least teased like the online co-op stuff yes. in which you'll be able to bring your crew online and also recruit like new crew members there and bring them back right. into your So uh, if you have like crew state. that like, I my crew has a fucking sick look. Like I have made a unified look to my dead sec. I can roll into my game with my characters and show them off. Oh, also, like a, just a small detail about like how they like roll out like the computational stuff is like it doesn't figure out like the stats of a character or like what the relationships are till you pull them up. Like, oh really? It's not like the game spawns in and goes like we have developed all seven thousand characters and like that. I mean, to uh, yeah. some degree that's true, but in terms of like actual like. The, the Google like the Google search like these other little colorful details like the game doesn't do that till you decide to like I'm looking at you turn your eye to them and then it goes information I didn't say Althusser last last night I'm saying it tonight Althusser interpolation it is in the moment it is the moment that you are regarded as as a subject 
that okay people should just <laughs> that's fine anyway. i was going to say it's reminiscent of heisenberg but also that yeah. I would, yeah obviously but when we're talking about subjectivities we're yeah of course about, of course it's actually a better okay. analogy we're gonna for me I'm, I'm just thinking like oh yeah that makes total it's cheaper of course, it, 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 that's this why. answers some of the questions. Like, yeah. how do you do this? Oh, that's why. Well, no, that's what he, when I asked that, uh-huh. he was like, "Yeah, it's a computational resource issue." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it totally yeah, makes sense. Of course, it's it's of not course. an absurd thing. You don't right. want to generate no. that. But it's just, it's, just it's like an interesting detail of like yes. how you do the execution of something with like that much granularity of oh, detail. Right. right. Yeah. Well, like, and that is the thing that I could get lost in talking about for the rest of the night. Yeah, is we, that yeah. style of stuff? Is the stuff that is like the the ways in which the characters have attributes that are based on other attributes that are kind of overdetermined to create a skill set or stuff like that. Anyway, we're going to keep moving. What are we going to move to, Rob? Uh, you, got the, you got the master list over there. We got to talk about the sitcom situation just real quick. Oh, oh, what that looked, the hell was uh-huh. that? So, yeah, uh, Rob McElhaney, uh from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, was he also the character who came out as gay with the amazing yes. interpretive yes. dance yes. sequence? Yes. God damn, that was good. Uh Came out to talk about this show called Mythic Quest: Raven's Banquet. Uh, it's oh, what a fucking good name! <laughs> so that is that is the show within the show. Yes. Of uh, it is a sitcom set at a MMO studio that's made a game called Mythic Quest, which is a like smash like WoW level hit, uh, and they are working on their major content expansion, Raven's Banquet. And McElhaney plays this character, Ian Gill. Ian spelled Ian, which maybe there, yeah. maybe you, maybe that's a, a pronunciation. I don't know, but it's perfect. Yeah, and uh, it just looks like a really good workplace satire. And the pitch and the trailer for it was very good. It did a very, it hit certain beats that are so familiar from video game presentations and kind of like industry propaganda. There's the sequence where uh, the Ian character is sort of talking about. You know, if you compare games to traditional media like movies and television, games make way more money and therefore are more important. <laughs> Why aren't how many it, times have you heard that goddamn pitch? I, I have been in job interviews in games journalism where people make that argument like well, we're bigger than movies. Like fuck off. Do any math. <laughs> also, but what uh, if not? Right. But also hire me. Also, I really love, by the way, I couldn't put my finger on it. It occurred to me later. Uh, Ian Gill bears an uncanny resemblance to Jack Dorsey. Oh yeah. That right. was I was saying that right. I was like, why like why is this guy making my skin crawl? And it's cause it's like to a degree this is a good send up of like the game industry, but I think there's a broader send up of like a sort of corporate culture that surrounds tech. And this character just gave such a jack vibe. Uh it looks it looks cool. Like I was fully expected that I was fully expecting that to be a weird you continue. Yeah, <laughs> weird kind of shitting on sequitur for in, in the middle of the Ubi thing. Right. And by the hey, end, I was like, I want to watch this. Rob, I got a note here from Verified, from PC Gamer. PC Gamer. <laughs> the website? Yeah. They say, not a great trailer. Show, show could be great if it doesn't gloss over real industry problems. Satire got a bite. Always, er... Oh. It's that, always sunny in Philadelphia. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Mm. It's good. Got what is, what's going on? Hey, with who's over there at PC Gamer? <laughs> PC Gamer responds, the brand had a beer. Sorry. <laughs> Tyler, log off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. 
It was Tyler, wasn't it? Shout out to PC Gamer. Shout out to PC Gamer. Someone, <laughs> forgot, someone forgot to switch accounts. PC Gamer's great. Yeah, Absolutely. Great. Fuck. Um, well, well, and, and uh, it was funny seeing uh, part of the reason they, it, was, it was here was because, I guess, in some way, like, they came through and did, like, some research on, like, what it's like to be in a game development studio at Ubisoft. Like, Eric Pope, like, who we all know, yep. like, tweeted, like, is this where I get to say that I sat in a meeting to, like, <laughs> teach him what it's like to, like, work on games? And, like... Well, and Ubisoft has this fascinating streak of self-loathing in its yeah. games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Abstergo in the yeah. Assassin's yeah. Creed series mm-hmm. is explicitly Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Black Flag. Look at these assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> the game within the game is, like, you, ch- you, you know, you're researching a shitty game... Yep. And you're ta- you're you're going you're leaving the black flag simulation, and then you're checking your email and dealing with narcissistic uh, yeah. CDs. Right. Yeah. So I'm curious about it. Yeah. What's next? What else? Is like 14 oh. Tom Clancy's. Uh, yeah. So there's an Adventure Time Brawlhalla. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Brawlhalla is one of those games where I'm like, man, if if the new Smashes weren't good, right. that game would have been incredible. <laughs> it would have been huge. Like, right? It would have been huge. Yeah. It's, it's a perfectly fine game. Yep. It's just Smash came out. Uh, then John Berthal showed up with his dog. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and gave a weird speech. Um, <laughs> You're seeing that game later this week. That was for a break point. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow. I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say uh, yeah. off the bat here. Mm hmm. That I think the strange thing is uh, the way Bernthal's speech went as he describes his character, uh, Cole D. Walker. Yeah, uh, this is the second game that uses Walker as the character name this year. It's kind of like Cold Walker. Yeah, know. well, I'm a little fucking Look, cold you're the in heavy. this game. I hate it. Rage had a character named Walker. Uh, cool Spec name. Ops's lead character's <laughs> last name is Walker. Why do people got to keep making me a murderer? <laughs> For. What do you See, like? I'm you, already you, already you, got you it hard. Continue to top the Walker power yeah. rankings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? Yeah, think okay. positively. Yeah. Come right, on, thank you. You know what? Hey, Texas, I'm the best motherfucking Walker in video games. <laughs> hey, Texas Ranger, eat shit. Eat yeah. shit. Uh, Be a but, better person. Uh, also, Burnthal brought a dog. Brought a dog. Uh, was it his dog? It was his dog. Was he his brings dog. his dogs okay. everywhere, apparently. Oh, right. I, 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 sure. Okay. The dog is cute. I heard it uh, speculated that it was John Wick's dog, that he'd <laughs> stolen John Wick's dog. <laughs> wow. But the weird thing is, so, John Wick. <laughs> Bernthal's giving the speech about, you're going to face me. And uh, Coldy Walker is, and then he begins like giving all these positive superlatives about Coldy Walker. And you're listening to it, it's like, damn, this dude sounds awesome. <laughs> And, sick. Yeah. <laughs> and so this is the weird thing about this is like there's there's an element of breakpoint you can see it as like chickens coming home to roost. Uh-huh. Like this is a very much like the last man battalion in yeah, the division, division where it's like yeah. creating like unaccountable uh like paramilitary super soldiers and just letting them do whatever the fuck they need they want or need to do mm-hmm. uh eventually like comes home to roost there's there's an element where you could read that into the story but there's also a really sentimental version very like uh michael bay's the rock right where ed harris's character yes. where it's just like these good but these good men just let down by their country and, yeah. and you know, just, just kept we on the field to too long. We used to treat soldiers as the honorable warriors and defenders of peace and duty yeah. that they were. So now these guys just went totally rogue and did what they do best. Invade someone else's country, <laughs> occupy it, and begin rearranging right. it. Which speaks yeah. to the, 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 dis- the big disconnect on this is like, no dog, like, they really were, you can't, whew, the message or the subtext is supposed to be 
They always had the capacity to go bad. The truth is, they were always bad. Case in point, Watch Dogs Legion. In Watch Dogs Legion, <laughs> I just remembered something I have to get oh to. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> there are protests. There, you know, someone's on strike in Watch Dogs Legion. And they're, you know who it is? The police. Because they're not on strike. They're, they're protesting. They're mad that private cops got oh, brought in. There's, there was they're a, the bad uh, cops. The good cops. There are people who are like, the good cops just bring want to get back, back to the their bobbies. jobs. Bring back the bobbies. Yeah. What was that great Jean Claude Van Damme movie where the police are on strike? Time Cop. In New Orleans. Uh, it was Time Cop. He, no, it, it was Time Cop. Time Cop. Yeah, he went on strike. He was like, I have no, uh, I'm not going to do a Jean Claude Van Damme. I'm going to think better of it. The way Clint put it was, you said um, the the police aren't really enemies anymore. They're what we call faction affiliates. They are affiliated with Albion, the military That's what corporation. I call the cops too. <laughs> but basically, they've almost become their lackeys. Albion has Biggest seized all the authority from the police. Disenfranchised of their normal authority. Disenfranchised is a uh, good word. Their normal authority. Their normal authority. Normal. Just watching somebody just like get hammered with a truncheon and just being like, damn, that could be us. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember man, when? Man, Dante, this job used to mean something. Oh, man. We used to deploy riot cops on our own dime. <laughs> No, on taxpayer money, not on corporate money. Oh, anyway, we're going to go back. Could say yeah, that I but won't. yes, this is my point, is that the Barenthal character is, is positioned as like seductive and honorable, but like it isn't enough to be like, oh, they could go bad. Like, actually, the ghosts have already been doing the bad stuff. Yeah, wasn't the last game about like invading a country? Wasn't that the plot? Well, it was, no, it was about rescuing a country ah, from the cartels. <laughs> oh, my bad. That had turned it into a narco state. A, a very real yeah, thing. You hate to see it. <laughs> you hate to see uh, it. <laughs> Sometimes but, when a country becomes a narco state, you simply have to bring in the, the super Navy SEALs. Look, as if we, America became a narco state, I would simply assassinate <laughs> look, all of the leaders. A narco state. But assassinate. Like piece by piece. By piece by piece. Look, if the United States had militarized the drug war in the 80s, then everything would have been fine. Yeah, if you fine. think about it that way. <laughs> no, I mean, but this this is the frustrating thing is, is like, there's this element of... Uh, Ubisoft is so deep in the the fantasy of like it would be awesome to be like a tier one operator. It would be you know it's yeah. awesome to be a paramilitary commando, uh, and then it tries to turn around and say, uh, you know, well, what's you know, could, what if that was bad? And yeah, and you're still you have, you create a character like this, which is this really like favorable like what if a war criminal was just awesome and he took a yeah. wrong turn and well, i mean he just recently played the punisher i was gonna say right <laughs> yeah it's right. Like the same thing <laughs> yeah so uh i'm curious like i'll have more about this later this week yeah. but uh it was a it was a weird presentation Bernthal's a charismatic uh effective performer and actor it was uh, like i was paying attention during that during that segment but it was weird uh in terms of everything else um what else was announced? Yeah. Uh, oh, there was more Just Dance. Yeah. Sounds yeah. cool. Sure. Just Dance. Good game. High yeah. Hopes. That Panic uh, Disco Panic song is good. Sounds good. That's great. I like that. I still like that song. That song's all yeah. right. Listen, yeah. I know it's basic. I like Panic as a band, generally. Mm-hmm. He's got a good voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, this was cool. Sort of. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Qualify that. Oh, okay, okay, Kato. What? <laughs> 
Look, they can't all be like clear home runs on Gamer Christmas, right? <laughs> Sometimes you open a present and you're like, oh, I thanks, am pleased. Grandma. No, I'm happy. I'm glad I got this. <laughs> There's like, a receipt, was, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. This was not a receipt situation. It okay. was like, a, right. I'm not displeased to see it. Sure. Okay. What game? Uh, so what I have here, what I have here is some haunted Japan shit. Oh right. For honor, <laughs> yeah, exactly. oh, right. for honor, shadows. Like, no, we stand Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. So what if it was that? But for honor, sure. Uh, and well, isn't isn't the whole thing with for honor? It's not really Japan, right? It's like they're samurai. No, this but is they're Japan. not. Well, but wasn't it always? No, this is dumb. Keep going. Yeah, we don't no, know no, enough so, about for honor. No, so no, for honor. I'm at for honor lore. Because I thought. Because I thought it's not. Holy shit! This is dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. We can get uh, there were no signs. It came without warning. Oh Doom came to us all. The desperate few struggled to survive. Perhaps we had a chance for peace, but desperation and trust are seldom allies. I hate it when that's the case. So began a millennium of conflict, a thousand years of war, the greatest warriors Remember the world. Remember when you told us that Warframe spoiler? <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was good, though. This more earlier, people should look up uh, Dominic Tarasin's uh, piece yeah. from on, on. No, it was actually not when he was on. It was, oh. it was at PC Gamer. Hey, shout out to PC Gamer. PC Gamer. Great. I love you. Uh, Evan, I'm really sorry. I completely bounced in that uh, fantasy hockey league. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dominic Tarasin's uh, piece on great lore in. Uh, Warframe. 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 That has like, I mean, it's about like the big twist. It's great. It's anyway, also, there was should, a we, also, should we talk about the For Honor thing? No, hold on. No, <laughs> no we're good. Look, welcome. We're welcome good. To okay. what, what are any of us hey, going to speak to it? Hey, Dante. Yes. Welcome to Waypoint. Oh, I'm very this into it. this, but I don't yeah. know. So, by the way, we, we uh -huh. had kind of a morality play about our conversation about spoilers from a few weeks ago. Sure, yes. Where I was pretty doctrinaire oh about God. a pretty He's... stark position about spoilers don't exist. And if you care about spoilers, get fucked. So apparently there's a large spoiler in Warframe that like alters your relationship with the series. With Fundamentally, the, with the, like yeah. 40 hours into the game. And Austin's like, it's like 40 hours into the game. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? And Patrick was like, yeah, tell, tell me about Warframe. And I was like, no. I might play that. And Patrick just looked, like shot me the most vituperative glance I've ever seen from him. He was like, fuck you. No, you're not. <laughs> and we let it lie, and Austin just goes, "All right, I'll just yeah, like, I'll just, I'll just DM you the, yeah, the, the article." Yeah. And then like, like maybe ten minutes goes by, and Rob's <laughs> just like, "Nah, he's right." Like, <laughs> like after, after the stream is over, you can read us the spoiler. <laughs> the name of the story is "How a Clever Plot Twist Completely Reshapes Warframe's Story." And I yes. must, must must make clear that. You do not have to give a shit about Warframe to find okay. it absolutely no, it's really cool. fascinating. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Shadows of Hitakiri. Uh, There's basic, ghosts now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like a samurai went bad again. Whoa! <laughs> just like, just like Colby Walker. Yeah, maybe the class of professional soldier <laughs> was always bad. Yeah. And, Join my people's and, revolution. And she hire more women guards. <laughs> slaughtered an entire village and now the village is haunted and then the trailer was much like Vikings and shit just getting yeah, like murdered by ghosts See, rather I, like fear. I, I honestly wish I knew more about Forerunner because I'm like is this the first time they have like ghosts and shit? Has this been like this? They had lightsabers recently. Yeah, but that was like a goof. That was not. Yeah, don't was not fucking ever say lightsabers are goofy again <laughs> in your life. Lightsabers are very goofy. Uh, but... <laughs> It's controlled by Get a crystal, Austin. A, a crystal and a holocron and a, an ancient history. All right. We're not going to get into this. I love Star Wars. Light, anyway. Lightsabers don't have any weight. 
which is why you need the force to use them correctly. Yeah, they're great. Uh, my point is, punk. I don't think, I don't think, with my limited knowledge of For Honor, that they've had kind of supernatural elements before, except for Vikings and samurai and knights fighting each other. Well, that's because those are all real. But they're not Their real. realms collided in a mystery space. Look, okay, you didn't. That, get that, that part the, of the lore. I will. You cut me off. All right, that's true. All right. Move on. All right, Stop. Moving on. Moving on. Moving so on. anyway, get some help. <laughs> Unless so, there's dramatic music playing, you cannot leave that lore. So, hit uh, the Christmas music now. Don't, yeah. don't hit the Christmas music. Don't. For Honor is haunted now. Hit the NWO music. Now. For Honor is haunted. For Honor is haunted. Uh, apparently so is Rainbow Sex. Uh, we got oh, a yeah. trailer. Yeah, we got a trailer uh, with a commando-type forearm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Commando-type forearm. <laughs> Look, it was... The that classic was, There was commando. some great muscle tone on that like, arm. Yeah. And then there's a lot of, like, well, black there's, shit. Well, there's, like, goo shit, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, apparently... I I love that we are in the age of Left 4 Dead alikes. Yeah. I love that we are back finally somehow. Are they going to have skill trees this time, though? Fucking probably. probably. They're probably also going to have unlockable characters that cost you a dollar. Like, that's how it all Probably is. more than a like, dollar. Uh, you're right, but you know what I mean. I do. <laughs> yeah, I, do. Well, I mean, I can be cynical about this, but here's the thing. Like, one of the... I don't know why that's so funny, <laughs> no, Austin. sorry. Griffin Weston in the chat said, Cox's sword for honors haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's it. No more chat. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> no more chat. We're I'm not, not going to look anymore. Close, Close yeah, it. No more chat. Everyone's blocked. Uh, <laughs> None of you is without sin. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think yes, the Siege is cool. Rainbow Six The Siege mm -hmm. is a really cool game. Hard game to get into because it's inherently competitive. Yes. You said Rainbow Six The Siege? Is that... Are you Rainbow just, Six Siege. You Rainbow said Six The Siege. Siege. Are you just taking... Uh, the Denzel Washington Siege. classic? The, yeah. That, or are you, are you saying, you know what, Austin, you were right. Add the to the beginning of every <laughs> single game name. The definite <laughs> article is where the power comes That's from. That's true. It's like the Batman. We all know Right. This, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's it's a tough game to get into because it is inherently competitive, yeah. but there's a lot of cool systems in it that would be like fun to play around with. Mm -hmm. The idea of them just creating a co-op type experience where, you know, we like basically it looks the, the pitch sounds a little bit more like maybe Killing Floor if you yeah. think about like how Siege works. It really does. Killing yeah. Floor, but Rainbow Six. I'm pretty much there for that, right? Like just imagine the good time we could all be having, just like. Like just opening a fire of machine guns through walls and like just taking out zombies right and left, and then like again, there's like, like six damn, I gotta deploy this shield. Like, there are like six of those games, it's, but this is the good one. I'm sure. <laughs> when I think of when I think yeah, of the good time, soft. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that it looks interesting. This trailer told, showed us nothing, right? Like yes. other than saying it's three player, which is unique. Three of them, and he's Bowling got a Google. <laughs> Oh, the Gears Five thing is also oh, three right. players, no, it is. and yep. I was gonna say, who, why would that be? And we you know what I realized we got into a conversation with that with uh, a PR split person there. Dead is that why? Because that is why. It, it is like, <laughs> but the thing that they the argue the argument or the the metaphor that uh, I think it was was it Tom Ole who who gave us this metaphor yesterday yeah. uh, was like it's like dinner reservations. Three people, you can go to dinner anytime you want. Three people, let's go to dinner right now. You can play a three-player mode whenever you want. Easy to find a third. Easy to find enough people to get going. Someone drops out. You can find You can someone. find a third. Once you get to four, once you get to five, it's a whole thing. That's a date. Yeah, what That's are your dietary thing. restrictions? Are you, what time do you get off work? How far away are you? And those, those dinner plans fall Kato apart. Kato raids every night. That's true. Yeah. But that's because Kato has a family of raiders. I do. <laughs> Yeah. Shout See? outs to the Waypoint Discord. Shout outs to the Waypoint Discord. They're wolves. 
Uh, Fuck. What, what happened next? Uh, so Division 2 is continuing. They're going to Coney Island, which has gained weird significance the in best. Waypoint Lore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, so for, it's, first, they're not, they're not immediately going to Coney Island. First, they're going to the zoo. Right. Uh, but not the, <laughs> no, not the Bronx Zoo, the National Zoo. Oh. Uh, and That's not real, is it? Yeah. Is that, is that a real thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, and then they have to go to a university that is definitely fictional. The university is okay. fictional. Uh, to investigate a missing convoy. What oh. could have happened to it? Uh, disease. Like, mm. they probably just got sick. Don't spoil it. We just had something. That's, that's the lore of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and then a new raid at the Pentagon. We have to reclaim the Pentagon. Do we? Yeah. Do we? That was one of my favorite uh, wait for applause. It's, oh, it's not coming? Okay. <laughs> I'll wait long enough that people feel bad. And then you'll applaud anyway. Because, like, who, who, who among us is, like, the Pentagon? <laughs> Center of our democracy. Who loved that place, man? Fuck. Well, especially because, like, after he, after he said the Pentagon, he was like, we need to reclaim, like, you know, our cherished secrets in the Pentagon. We can't let those fall into the wrong hands. Fall into Like the Pentagon. <laughs> I don't understand also, division. What's, <laughs> what secrets are like? I mean, we're kind of in a post-apocalyptic right? scenario. What like, does it I don't matter? Know how many like, secrets like, what does it matter if like uh, we found out that the president had a bad vote recount that we covered up? Like, what do you what do you what do you do in that? What scenario? do you do with that? Like, yeah. the U.S. is dead. That's the point yeah. of the game. But Damn. it isn't. We're gonna rebuild it, yeah, Dante, just the way it was, right. exactly, exactly the way it, the way it was. was, and we're gonna start with the Pentagon. <laughs> The center for democracy. <laughs> and that's why we can't let anyone find out where the hell we left those F-35s. Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's a manhunt at Coney Island where we have to bring someone to justice who's been up to no good. Roman, my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I assume it's a last man battalion type Almost character. Right. Uh, so yeah, you gotta go back to... It's a guy. It's a guy. Yeah. It's Adam? The last a- guy. Adam? Adam Malkovich? No, that's Resident no. Evil. And you have to go to... What? Out... Figure it out. Adam Malkovich? What's the guy? What's the That's Adam? not a Resident Evil well, I'm character. What's the Adam in Resident Evil? I'm looking at what? I don't know. I was confused. Wesker Malkovich. Are you thinking of? Uh, so anyway, you got to go kill this guy. Adam, Adam Benford. That's the. That's not the Resident Evil one. That's the Resident Evil one. That's mm. But name. anyway, you might okay. you might be thinking, hey. Keep moving. I need more division in my well, life. No, Patrick, you're definitely thinking. <laughs> I need more division You're right. in my life. I, well, I need more division in my life. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. Adam Malkovich is from, is from Metroid. Adam Malkovich is the shitty dude from Metroid. Is that the, the other M guy? Like the other, the other yeah. M guy? What are you M fucking guy. doing with your brain? Uh, it's important. It's got Adam. It's got Adam, Adam right there, there and so. he's shitty. Okay. And Bioterror. Bioterror. Bounty anyway, Hunters. Going so on a manhunt. Here's the problem. Yep. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Tell me what There's the problem is. There's only one problem, Patrick. One. Uh, you can't oh, always be playing the division. Oh, God. Sometimes that's true. You have to stop playing the division. Oh! And, like, <laughs> what are you supposed to do when you're not playing the division? Uh, I, don't I don't know. You, you said You gotta it? tell me. What if you could watch the division? Oh, this isn't where I thought you were going. No, no. I thought you were going to do another thing. No, this no. is the next thing. This is the thing that I keep forgetting about. The because ne- it's so Netflix weird. is partnered with Ubisoft, I guess, to make a division movie... Apparently starring Jessica Chastain, Zero Dark Thirty. You know, if you're making yeah. a Division movie, why not Jessica Chastain of Zero Dark Thirty? Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and Jake Gyllenhaal. Yep. 
I like him. He's good. I watch both him of those actors. Everything. Both of those actors are sure. great. Everything about yes. this makes total sense. The problem is it makes too much sense because all of the Division Two was already aping all of those things. Totally. Which, it, uh, which to me is like one of the things that keeps running through my head today. Actually, is the Division comes out as a movie. Let's say the Division comes out as a movie, and it was never a game. Yeah. I think all of us like don't bat an eye no. and we go like, yeah, okay. Wow, it's like Zero Dark Thirty, but it's like the future, I guess. And maybe Fuck you it. see it and you go like, yeah, me and my friends are going to yeah. go see it. Like Maybe there's an actor you like in it or a director happens to get attached to it. And you don't fucking bat an eyelash and you go and you're like, this is going to be some like bullshit. And you go see it and you're like, that was some bullshit, but like that one scene, huh? Cool guns. Uh, cool guns. Watch Dogs comes, Watch Dogs Legion comes out as a movie and... The whole world would burn themselves over how good it was. Every, like it was like, holy shit! They said authoritarian. This is this has moved me. The way that people flip out over things like the way that people think like the Avengers is woke. I think, think you have about, a pretty low opinion of, of like people. Film. Yes. Do you remember how film goes? People, people, people didn't give a yes. shit about V for Vendetta. That is not true. I had people. Uh, yeah. We, I saw people today online saying they thought that there should be V for Vendetta masks in Watch Dogs Legion. Well, that's just because it? the guy Fox mask and <laughs> yeah. people were like, yes. fucking nerds. Yes, but that's my point. Is like people yeah. thought that V for Vendetta was like the wokest shit. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking what, a wait, lot wait, about the fact a that lack of exposure, though. Well, what, 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 what does that have to do with division? I guess. Like, what are, my what are point you is that like I'm like, so one of the things that I'm so interested in right now in this moment is that there is a there are people like us who have. I, the other comparison for me is like I don't complain that Law and Order SVU fucks up nonstop, and it does. And I want to get to a place in games where we just don't give a fuck about AAA games not doing it right anymore. Yeah. The only way to get there is to actually enable a class of game developers to create really good shit, so that we can focus our energy there. And the the only way I can see of doing that is to like be really energetic and celebratory when people fucking nail it. That's all. What That's is, all. Okay. That, I, I didn't agree. follow the leap, though. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's like, fair. Like, I think yeah. I'm... Yeah. Point is, I'm looking forward to the forward unto dawn of The Division. <laughs> Who's the director? Yeah, that's fair. Oh, I don't know. Was it announced? <laughs> I thought they... Um, did they not put out like, a big <laughs> thing? Sure they did. What it's director Aaron, were you... not Adam. I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you. If there was a camera here, I would get up and be dramatic, but there's not. So I'm going to keep sitting down. Who would down. you like to be directing it? That's my question. Dante. I don't ask me about film directing. Do you want to know who it is? Whoever did Children of Men, I guess. Yes, I do want to know. Yeah, David Quarum, Leach. Who did oh, right, Deadpool the, 2. The much weaker sequel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's whatever. less exciting. Sure. It's Wait. going to be it's going to be completely forgettable and kind he of. He was also a co-director on John Wick. Under there John was a there was a they, okay. they, they, mm-hmm. uh, they and then Atomic Blonde. Well, but they directed together and then they split. But do you see the thing you're doing? The thing you're doing is like, oh wow, totally. I'll see his Division movie. Why? Well, because it's free because on Netflix. Good action it's not free on Netflix. You pay for Netflix. Yeah, but I mean, I have Netflix. Oh, speaking of all the all the Ubisoft games are going to be free now too. No, they're uh, not. <laughs> In fact, it's too expensive. Yeah, it's. 50, we can get to that. No, we'll but that. also. I came up with a way to explain how it's not expensive. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Well, we're here. Oh. We're Other, here. Like, otherwise, I can defend why I'm going to watch this fucking no, movie. it's say, fine. Do we... We should... Are we going to talk about Square Enix? Because if so, we got to start power. Oh, you don't know what this is. <laughs> no. We're going to get through You've this and you're going to go to bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm, some be, point. I'm staying here as long as my ride is cool to stay here. Oh, so, Nick. Uh, you yeah, might need it. They Nick, left. Nick's is cool. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Uh, Love that guy. Shout out. Yeah, they announced that they... You, <laughs> Basically, in the chat, thought we said David Lynch. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> I was like, what? David Lynch is the division. You know what? 
I would watch that. Yeah. That'd be some shit, man. <laughs> There's a single phone ringing in the Rob Pentagon. Rob is trying to not actually just spit you, water. You walk, into the, you walk into the Oval Office, the red ring starts ringing. You pick it up. It's your own voice. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Mr. President. I meet, say to myself. Meet me on Coney Island. God, that'd be sick. No, no. This... You're looking for an ass kicking. <laughs> I'm wearing sunglasses on Coney Island. All right. <laughs> so then, uh, Ubisoft $15 a month. Okay, let's please explain what this is, Rob. <laughs> uh, their games are free now. Uh, oh, you play now. It's a to know. new streaming service uh, called Uplay Plus. Uh, uh, is it streaming? Or no, is it streaming. A Sorry, subscription. Okay, subscription. it's a subscription. It's model. been a long. It's late. I know. Uh, but that's a good catch. It's yes. a subscription service. Uplay Plus. Uh, it's it is coming to Stadia, so it is also streaming God. in that sense. You don't is that want an air me to ball? start talking about Stadia. <laughs> no, <laughs> is that a switch? Draymond blocked it. Oh, you're right. Draymond <laughs> did block it. So Draymond came out and blocked Ezgimo. <laughs> you pay you play plus fifteen bucks a month. You get a bunch of games. That's the premium right, editions of all their popular new titles right. plus their That's entire a lot of back money catalog. for like one publisher. Also, this is yes. effectively how Origin works currently, right? Yes, yes. it so, is. Yes. But my thought at like seeing it was like, well, I don't want to pay for that given everything else that I'm paying for. No. But mm. it said, oh, you'll get all the new games. That I was like, if you can just say like, hey, Watch Dogs Legion, like I'm just gonna pay 15 bucks, this blow is, through that game, cancel. That's, that's literally how I played Battlefield Five. Sure, because right. you can do that. You can right. do that right. in Origin, which um, is like, what is the long play on this thing? Because that is what I'm gonna do. People well, the long sign play up is, and forget that their oh, credit yeah, card right. is well, getting charged. That, and theoretically, they're building the library every Over year, time. so right. it's like, well, right. Yeah. I say this, but then like today, I published a story that was like, oh, fucking Microsoft Game Pass is great. So, oh, yeah, you're right. But you that's go, got that has uh, a huge li- that has yeah, that like, huge library. that has that like three like you know two years later huge library. Yeah. but well, also library with games from other partners, and also ten dollars a month. Meanwhile, you just want it on one platform. Right. This one was like. Hey, you can finally play Beyond Good and Evil. Because you've been holding off on that one. You're definitely keen to be like, fuck yeah, it's going to be on a strip. I'm pretty sure Beyond Good and Evil is service. like 15 bucks on Steam. Yeah. Like, it's not. Yeah. 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 But you, you only get Beyond yeah, Good and right. Evil for yeah, that okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just think that there's. I think it is a reasonable model in the sense that we have seen this from a bunch of other publishers. Yeah. It is reasonable in the sense that it is market correct. Uh, do I think it's good? No. I think it's. I think it's a. Ridiculous way to play video games. For $50 a month, Jessica Chastain will come to your house and found a militia with you. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's All a right. Yeah. Well, okay. Watch Dogs Legion again. <laughs> Market correct. Market correct. <laughs> uh, what's next? Is you that like roller derby? Wait, did we did we get Who? did we skip the other Tom Clancy property? There's there's three Tom Clancy. Oh, because this is where I thought game? you were going. Which the like sometimes game? you're not going to be able to play the division, <laughs> which is when you'll be playing the division in mobile with Clash of Clancy. We don't need to talk about that. I just oh think it's bad. Okay. Okay. It looks really right. bad. It is it is very clearly their Gachapon, right? Yes. Right. It's their yes. Gachapon. Yes. Okay. Have, as long as we're on the topic, though, a gold <laughs> level <swear> fucking guy. <laughs> you get a Jack Ryan. <laughs> Jack Ryan's gonna be the king. <laughs> you're gonna be able to get Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan. You're gonna get Jim, Jack Ryan. You're gonna get Ben Affleck, Jack Ryan. All the different Ryans. All the different Ryans. Collectors Ryans. SS Rare Ryans. So oh, he joined. Okay. Shit sucks. 
I should probably say this for low reasons, but you just got to know. So Jack Ryan was president at one point, right? I said that. Yeah. Excellent. Except here's the thing. He stopped being president and somebody else who like wasn't worthy of the office became president, which Damn. is weird because like everyone who's president and isn't Jack Ryan turns out to be not worthy of the office. Right. Just like anyway. Salt Snake. Yeah. It's just, it's wild. Uh, so then the point is <laughs> this dude, this dude's in here and then Jack Ryan and all his friends were like awesome and like highly placed in the security state. Uh-huh. They all form like a secret brotherhood Ooh. to be like, you know, if things go bad. We're going to overthrow this thing. And what's that called? And I don't remember. Is it called the division? <laughs> isn't that the plot? <laughs> I mean, that's basically it. So like Tom Clancy, the, the Clancy verse basically like totally went in this direction where like Jack Ryan eventually just becomes like, man, it sucks when other people are president. Doesn't it? <laughs> And everyone's like, it sure does, sir. <laughs> Great. Uh, okay. What was after all yeah. this shit? Roller Champions. I played that today. That looks cool. That was fun. I want more games about stupid sports that couldn't exist in real life. I know that sort of does. I uh, mean, no, it's distinct. It's, so here's, but, yeah. here's, the, here's the game. Three on three. You're on roller skates. You're in an arena that is an oval shape, right? Or not an arena. You're on roller a race blades. track. Rollerblades, sure. No, they, they had, no, they had both. They had both. I think my character had, with had quads. I'm just saying there's a difference between know, blades I know, and skates. I, yeah. You're right. No, you're, right you're right. Though I don't think in the game there is. <laughs> um, you have a controller in your hand. And on oh, the, oh, right, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> right trigger is your is a boost. It's like I'm skating as fast as I can. Yep. Left trigger, yep. I believe, is I'm gonna go down into like a little like uh, I'm gonna go into a crouch to down. gain speed. No, the oh, other way. Oh, it's to gain speed where I'm going downhill basically. And so you're kind of gaining speed going up and down these walls like that. The whole course is a big like pipe. Do you know what okay. I mean? Yep. Um, there's a ball. To score points, you have to complete a lap with the ball. Your team has to, with your team in control. So maybe not just one player, you can pass the ball. But if your team completes one full lap from the check from the checkered board finish line across around, then you can at that point throw the ball into the hoop, which is that like sideways hoop, not a basketball hoop. Classic not ball sport. Classic ball sport, Aztec ball sport, sideways hoop. Throw it through there, holding LB to get like an aiming cursor. Throw it through there, that gets you one point. Okay. But let me tell you this. You only oh. need five points to win. Important important note, five points to win or go into overtime and then hit one score, mm-hmm. right? Because it's sudden, sudden death. Every you go, th- you go around the track once and then you throw it in, that's one point. You go around the track twice and throw it in, that's two. That's oh. three points. You go around three times, that's five points. Oh, shit. That rules. So if that you rules. get a, like, a perfect run, if you're able to like chain together full runarounds without getting checked. What are the button, passing rules? Uh, pass forward, back, pass wherever you want, Shit. clear the ball. But if it hit, and if it hits the ground, it's still your control. It only you only lose control when the opposing team picks up the ball, which makes it their control and breaks your chain completely. So you've all these moments when you're playing, That's really cool, where you were like, they are, they have four points. They are going around. We gamble. We ha- right. Well, we're like, they have four points. I want to gamble. I'm going to go for the three round to get the five. Or they're coming around, and I have decided to do the Nidhogg thing. I'm mm. like, I'm not going to chase mm. them from behind. I'm going to go around the other way. I'm going to loop back. back. <laughs> There's nothing stopping you from going the opposite direction. And I'm going to line up that like shoulder check. And I'm going to knock the ball out of their hands just before they throw it. And it feels so good when it works. Um, we, I played 3v3. I was actually playing with Alex from Giant Bomb on, on my team. We lost the first match in overtime, one nothing. We got kind of stomped the second match, 2 nothing. We still went to time, seven-minute rounds. Third, third round went down to one. It was like one-on-one, 20 seconds left. We get this great like, pass play set up. 
uh, and I end up with the ball with like ten seconds left. I throw it in. I get the I get the score. I get the win. It was like competitive games are so fun when they come together like that. When you see a play develop, when everyone is understanding the rules of the game. And you know we were bad. We won two one. We didn't get to five yeah, points very Eastern once. Conference. Yeah, very Eastern Conference. Though I will say. When we had the ball passing, we did look like Golden State. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we were some fucking, <laughs> like that one play that we saw know. tonight that we all kind of like lost Whoa. our shit for. It was like that, but yes. me. And so that felt good. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, going to be free to play. Oh. It is, I'm pretty sure it's going to be free to play. Uh, it is available now in Alpha or something for on the U, on the Uplay store, yeah. I believe. Okay. Um, it's really cool. It, are, there, are there differences between characters? Not as far as I could tell. So you're... Is, or if there were, there was no screen that was like, "Here's your character." That makes skill. me that makes me really curious because that is a free to play game with no monetization hooks. I bet you well, there's no, probably all cosmetics, it's probably cosmetics, right? yeah. I suppose. But okay. Uh, also, my other question was: so you were playing with Alex? Yes. Were you playing two on two? No, three on three. It's me, Alex, and then someone named Zachary who works for the Ubisoft okay. blog. But like, if you didn't have an Alex. Are those AI characters? Or oh, I other? think it's all multiplayer. It's all multiplayer. You will be matched with randos. Oh, okay. I'm well, pretty sure it's a 3v3. It's a bummer, but... Yeah. Uh, whatever. I get it. It looks very cool. It was... It was... It was I actually had a lot of fun. It, it legitimately... Uh, you also do... Okay, so the thing that I, yeah. I looked it up and I did remember that part of their pitch was like, you will rank up and as you rank up, more people will come to see you play. Which is funny. That's cool. Like, oh, the stands will fill up. The stands will fill up. That's Hell cool. yeah, that's yeah, great. That's, that's very rock band. Yes, yes, it, it is. Uh, the, the thing that like really when that when that trailer came out, I, I honestly was like, not to exactly shake my like ah violence and games bad, but like it was just really <laughs> nice to like see that game and be like, dang, maybe a game is just a ball and you roll <laughs> the ball through the hoop sometimes. <laughs> You know, and I'm like, a game can just be a ball, and you pass it around, you get points, and everyone's happy, and no one dies because then then you tear your Achilles, (laughs) and then you're gonna be out for the 2019 to 2020 season. (laughs) That footage, and the only reason you're playing is because everyone talks so much shit about media, including your teammates, who are like, it's better. You know, I actually like it, and they're out here now being like, oh, KD, you don't understand who he is. He's a good. So Roller Champions looks really cool. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? It is great. Like yeah. sometimes, yeah, it's it, yeah, it was it's a blast. Very very Free cool. to play is is probably going to be the right price. We talked about this the other day with Bleeding uh, Edge. <laughs> you almost did it. Bleeding Edge. It's hard to find. There are so many multiplayer games right now, uh, and so many of them are actually really good that it can be hard to, for them to find an audience. Right. And yeah. So yeah. I hope people give this a shot, and I hope they have a good time with it. I certainly did. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Eve came out. And oh, thanked yeah. us for our love. And then introduced... I mean, did. It stuck yeah. out. I was like... That was cool. What, Rob yeah. felt touched. Yeah. I was. Finally, like, someone. <laughs> yeah, finally, someone I was someone, I, fe- I felt sane. Uh, but he was there to announce uh, the new project from their uh, Quebec City uh, studio. Yes. I forget the name. Gods and Monsters. Yeah. It's about Hollywood. And... Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry it is a a storybook adventure about a forgotten hero on a quest to save the Greek gods. I heard someone call it Zelda-like. Has that been confirmed? Well, but the rumor before it was uh, shown was that, oh, Ubisoft's going to show something that was influenced by Breath of the Wild. Right. Nothing about that trailer. No. Was, except, except for, like, the visual It was bright. Style. Yes, but I think when people think, oh, Breath of the yes. Wild, you're thinking very specifically, not Zelda, you're thinking Breath of the yes. Wild, which is, like, a big world with like systemic interaction. Yes. And maybe 
maybe that still has that, but there is nothing in there to suggest that uh, yeah. it, it that's could, how it would play It out. could just as easily be like an old-style Zelda in terms sure. of like it's a linear story throughout a place. Right, which right. also um, could be fine. Yeah. It looked good enough. I just can't wait to arrest Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All God, that murder. Someone should. Uh, they were... They, uh, my understand. You know what? I didn't sign shit. It seemed like there was like <laughs> some behind-closed-doors gods and monsters shit happening mm-hmm. at the Ubisoft event tonight in the same way that in the past couple of years there had been... Uh, there was like the Beyond Good and Evil Beyond where it's like evil. send an email to someone and see if you can go see that thing. Right, and right. I talked to people and they were like, no, we're not showing it. I'm like, okay. Yeah, but are I talked you? to some other people <laughs> and they were like, we're going to go see it. <laughs> so, 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 so we'll see saying, if that's a thing. You're going to get your hands on gods and monsters, Waypoint exclusive? We will not. No. Uh, no yeah. I, I think especially after being so negative on Beyond Good <laughs> Evil 2, two years in a row. But if we say we're vice gaming and not vice games totally different different outlet yeah right away the i think we'll see some more about that walker (laughs) i would like no you could be a different walker i could be cold (laughs) hey everybody it's my name's peace 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 walker Walker. fuck Just like Solid Snake, man. Fuck. That's right. Um, um, okay, yeah, we'll else? see more about that. That's and it, then, right? Uh, yeah, then yeah. yeah, Ubisoft was done. Wow. <clears throat> Hell yeah. I th- Yeah, I I truly... It's weird because as we're recapping this, it doesn't feel that way. But when I was watching it, I, I started watching right after Watch Dogs. So I missed seeing Watch Dogs right. revealed live. Uh, for me, it was just like, man, that's a lot of Tom Clancy. There's yeah. just a whole bunch of Tom yeah. Clancy. Which does nothing. That's pretty me. much why Borders went out of business. <laughs> it's like all this Tom Clancy just shit. taking like, up shelf space. He didn't need an entire like bookshelf <laughs> full of Tom Clancy. The Op Center books. Like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, that was <sighs> my qualm as well, Rob. Quality, quality <laughs> yeah. Borders yes. financial problems joke. It's my final takeaway on the Ubisoft stuff is just like I want to be able to. I want to get to a place where I can. Get ex- one, I can get excited about Roller Champions mm-hmm. without having without without it having to be literally surrounded by Tom Clancy games. <laughs> one, and not two, gonna happen. I want to develop the critical apparatus of games criticism such that we can get to the place where instead of having and I tweeted about this today, instead of having the why won't Ubisoft say these games are political? We all know they are, and we get to what are their what are they saying? Period as works. Uh, about politics, about culture, about life, about mm-hmm. technology, about relationships, about all of that shit. Uh, and as as kind of in insofar as we have to be part of the enthusiast press, we're able to figure out a fucking way to both hold shit that is really gross accountable while still celebrating the work of designers. And I don't know how to do that when designers have to work in these big companies without feeling gross about it a little bit. I think this is like, this is not- Especially as you you can't like figure out the A to B to C. It's like, where does the responsibility fall on decisions that don't work for you? When you're working with games with $100 million budgets. Right. And big teams. Thousands of people, big teams. I say it a lot. We work for a big corporation, and we don't always agree with what that big corporation does. Right. At all. And so it can be tough. We know, we ask our audience to have have a degree of like... Have a healthy skepticism, but also an understanding that like, you know how we We are. are. And I don't know that I can get... I'm not at that point yet with... Ubisoft. But there is something specific with the Watchdogs team. Certain types of people you're like... And okay. Not even types of people. It's specific. I, that's, that's what I meant. That's yeah. what I meant. Right. Like, a certain, yeah. like certain people are like, I follow them. I enjoy their work. Right. They seem like smart people that would ask questions that I would hope people would be asking. But um. do I not? But 
am I so skeptical of the machine with which they are working that I can't even give them that benefit? I don't know. That's kind of a that's a very big question. It is, but it's that's an ongoing not, yeah, project. Yeah, it's, it's all not. it's all ongoing projects. I just when I hear you say that though, I think a thing that I struggle with is there's a bit of self selection about what I engage with as a critic. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to do that, I think part of it is also that I probably actually need to start paying more attention to the wildlands of the world and not just read the take where it's like this is an insensitive and like irresponsible portrayal right. of like Central and Latin America. But I need also to, like, interrogate that text as a critic, right? right. Like, the good and the bad. Like, mm-hmm. if you talk to film, like, a lot of, like, really knowledgeable and progressive film critics can tell you chapter and verse what happened in the fucking Rambo movies. Right. Why? The Rambo movies are toxic, but it is important to understand, like, why, like the nature of the poison that is being distributed. I think what tends to happen in our spaces is that we tend to look at, like, these really hyper-militarized games and on some level, we're like, look, life is short. Our time is finite. There's a million games out there. What are we going to engage with? Probably not that. That's probably, we, you know, that's for somebody else. We know what it's going to say. Mm-hmm. But maybe we don't, right? That, that's part of it. Or even if we do, maybe it's important to make that argument. That's kind of like what I struggle with, too. Sure. Yeah. Um, People should go read Jack DeKeat's incredible uh, piece on Wildlands, actually. I can't outrun the malice of Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is a piece that does not uh, ignore the the fact that that was a game that transformed Bolivia into a quote-unquote narco state to such a degree that Bolivia itself had to be like, uh, excuse up, me, <laughs> we are a real place with real people who live real lives. We are not a playground for you to fictionalize and turn into and pathologize, uh, turn into a villain and pathologize, but also in, uh, uh, engages with, Jack engages with uh, a, a kind of a deeper layer of what that game is doing thematically and emotionally. And mm-hmm. it's that sort of work that I want to see more and more people do when it comes to games like this, including myself. Like, this is about holding myself accountable and doing what you just said, right? Yeah. Which is like, force myself to engage with it. It can be really difficult to because, for a lot of reasons, one of which is we have to go meet people and we have to be like, hey, how, oh, shake your hand. Wow, yeah, oh, you worked on that thing? What'd you think of the demo? What'd you oh, think? yeah, I had a really good time. Totally. But like, <laughs> we have to get better at it. We have to. And if that means like, yeah, I'm going to write about it. I have to get better at saying I'm going to write about it and you're going to read about it. You know what I mean? So I think about this a lot coming off of the uh, Modern Warfare demo. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or, or uh, event. Anyway. Do you want to hit some Square Enix stuff before you go, Dante? Oh, I bounce? am. I'm going to look at your the people who drove you All here. right. You were great. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's All a right. thumbs up. All right. Thank you very just, much. Y'all could leave and I can get a lift. You know? <laughs> okay. Head shake from Nick is next. All right. All right. Hashtag Nick is next. Hashtag Nick is next. Okay, let's talk about Square Enix. So I missed the beginning of this because I was in... I've seen it since, but I was still playing Watch Dogs at the time. What was the vibe like at the beginning of the Square Enix trailer? What were what were the hopes and dreams in the room? Uh, hope? Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick had one hope, but we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, well, it's, I, didn't, yeah. I, I think it was sort of the classic... Um, uh, cerveza. <laughs> Wait, is that allowed? We can just be like, just ask ask the driver to bring us beers? I have to bleep that now. (laughs) Why? Uh, Cerveza. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I uh, can you just cut Rob saying that and put it in where I said yeah, a brand? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, let's give Kato more editing work. <laughs> uh, 
I watched all of the Square Enix presser. I watched it on plain Wi-Fi. So as you can imagine, I got weirdly emotional at times because that's what happens when you watch things on planes. Anyway, um, I don't really have emotional connection to a lot of the Square Enix stuff, but yeah. I thought it was really fascinating because Square Enix, I think the mood in the room was hot. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that a lot Wait, of... was hot? Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I mean, like, in the sense okay. of like, it's Final Fantasy VII, right? Like there are everyone few... knew that this is the Final Fantasy VII thing. Well, and yes. then also just yeah. like it, we, we've talked about this in the past, like Final Fantasy VII like holds like for a certain generation, right. like that are now adults, um, right. and like defining games for them, like Final Fantasy VII for a lot of people, including myself. Even though I don't hold that like that game meant a lot to me at a certain period of my life, but I don't hold it as like a uh, shining religious beacon, text yeah, in right, a way sure. that like. A lot of people um, do. Yeah, yeah. Look, look at my response to Blair Witch. Like, like, well, actually, Final Fantasy VIII is more what I hold as that religious text. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. But um, for a lot of it, Final Fantasy VII is that. It was like a game that defined for them, like, games could make you feel things. Like, games could tell stories. Like, the numbers go up. There are chocobos. But also, like, you could cry God. and care about characters. We were in a, we were in, point, you know, uh, case in point, we were in uh, a lift today. Yes, going 100%. Going to one of these events. Yes, going to the, amazing. the Ubisoft event. And whenever you, during E3, when you're in a cab, you're with someone, they're like, oh, wow, you're here for E3 because there's so much traffic. People can tell, like, oh, we picked you up from a house, but, like, you're not from here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where are you from? Like, oh, yeah, 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 we're going to an E3 thing. And he's like, oh, you guys watching that uh, Square thing tonight? And we're like, yeah, yeah. Totally. It's like, also, that's like very specific. You said Square. Right. Yeah. Usually, usually you have conversations about Nintendo or really Fortnite. like Call of Duty Call or Battlefield right. and right. stuff like right. that. I'm like, yeah. Are you excited for something? He's like, yeah, man. Final Fantasy VII. They're remaking it. I'm yeah. Like, like I, I texted my brother this morning and said, you have to watch this. I'm so excited. And it was like, right. Like, even if you're not someone, I didn't get the vibe from him that he was someone who kept up with games hmm. in that sense. But you have like a, a hierarchy of interests. And right. like, in the same way that Star Wars means something yes. cinematically, Final right. Fantasy VII, and specifically Final Fantasy VII, means something to like a lot of yes. people. I think Final Fantasy VII honestly is one of those things that is just so foundational to what we call like modern fan culture, modern online yes, fandom, yes. modern uh, 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 the myth of following. Eris is like the myth of Eris. yeah. Well, and just like the concept of 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 like fan fiction sites that were just about Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I remember like going on the internet as a kid in like the the early two thousands and being like. I know what Final Fantasy VII is. I've never played it because there's so much fan art. There's so many like goofs and yeah. videos and stuff. It is inescapable in like the online anime adjacent RPG Square discourse. It's well, there's like there's a there's a pre Final Fantasy VII era yeah. and a post Final Fantasy, <laughs> yeah. even though like yeah. Final Fantasy VI is like it's very good, probably like actually maybe my favorite Final Fantasy game. But like Final Fantasy VII in invoking. Both technology and cinema mm-hmm. in its presentation, like just took it to a, a, a an, an era where a lot of people just didn't expect video games to be able to do no. stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. There's uh, two things I couldn't quite shake. Sure, <laughs> uh, one was amazement at a fact we learned about Natalie, uh, which is that <laughs> she had just had the major event of Final Fantasy VII spoiled. You know what, Rob? Wow. I appreciate your restraint. I appreciate you (laughs) recognizing. Hang on. I mean, (laughs) look, there's there's a difference between, like, having a position being an asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, Yeah, so, like, but it was kind of astonishing to me because it was... uh, She, in casual conversation, had something spoiled for her that she went... 
Fuck you! Yeah, so I we I know and she uh, went through game studies programs. Totally, yeah. like yeah. Yeah, it turns out that like after they teach you uh, you know about system shock, they're like, and also here's the twist at the end of disc one. <laughs> um, the so this came up during lore reasons with Nada. I wish she was mm-hmm. here, but mm-hmm. she was here earlier. But we are very late, and she has a nine a.m. appointment because she is she job. tried to stay and went. Actually, hey, it's late. I don't y'all. get paid to do this anymore. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, cannot shade her on that. But during lore reasons, it came up that we realized she hadn't played Final Fantasy VII and didn't know who Cloud was, really, right? And like, wow, for me, this is super fascinating because specifically because there's a generational gap, and specifically because for for me and people in my generation, it felt like Final Fantasy VII held a vice grip on games culture. Mm-hmm. Everything was compared to Final Fantasy VII until I until Final Fantasy fifteen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, you I mean, you mean in terms of specifically Final Fantasy as a yeah. franchise? Not only that, okay. but also in t- through JRPGs, yeah. through the depiction of anime style inside sure. yes. of like there was such a, a large. People would say, oh, yeah, he's like a Sephiroth. Do you know what I mean? Right. Speaking, again, to Dante's point about fan culture, mm-hmm. right? Like, there there were, there were, are sometimes works that uh, have such large crossover that they become a sort of shorthand or offer a lexicon for understanding broader things. For instance, when I say, like, yeah, that dude over there, he's a Goku, people know what I mean, generally speaking, and Final Fantasy VII was like that. Yes. Like, one of the very first things I ever wrote about games was about male sexualization in games, and one of the categories I identified was, like, the pretty boy, the Bishonen. And the first time I heard the term Bishi was in reference to Sephiroth. Yeah, so, course, like, yeah, like, this, it's, it's, it's inescapable. I also think it's interesting you bring up the Natalie thing because I'm a bit younger than the rest of y'all. I think I'm more or less in the age bracket of Natalie. Right. I also, I, I'm, I'm with you guys in saying, like, yeah, for me, like, I, I couldn't have escaped it. So I do think it's really fascinating that she did. <laughs> right. Well, and I think that was the other part of this that was sort of hitting me was watching this entire presentation also made me just a conscious of the passage of time sure. in yeah. a way these things rarely do. Uh, this is such a forward-looking industry that you you don't have the industry sort of looking at itself in that way. Mm-hmm. And so having them bring these, you it's know. a lot of remakes in that. Yeah, having them bring these designers out. The same creators, right? Usually it's a reinterpretation by like younger designers. People like we're looking at this old text and bringing it forward for a new generation from it's often like the fans reinterpreting a work. Mm -hmm. And this is actually like, well, and some like so Tetsuya Nomura, who like is now is like a really known designer, was uh, either art director. I don't, can you look up what his exact role was in NFF7? But like he was like, a minor character at final at Square at that time relative to where he is now, um, and the fact that like you have these original foundational, he was the principal principal character designer replacing okay. Amano. This is like one of the big sea changes in Final Fantasy. Because uh, Sakaguchi, this was the last one where he did the what they call it the time what scenario writing, yeah, uh, writing, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is we just replace with scripts and things like that now, but like. That was like a this seven represented because that game started as a SNES game, right? Became a PS one game. Um, it was a sea change in terms of like the talent at Square Enix at mm-hmm. the time. But the other part of this that I couldn't shake was how strange it must be to 
be on that stage covering a game that like you worked on at the time of life that you that yes you, like we at this table like twenty were, years ago yeah like, like I was twelve right when it came out what right ninety seven right okay. I was and that's the four that's the other part of it is I started thinking about like where was I fuck. when this game came out yeah fuck um, and we got our D's check tape though and that was we great. got our ID's Can we, check small today. small I've said this is true also. This yeah, this I tried to tell you the story. Pax West. Wait, and you, you got your ideas no checked way. at a game event though. That's <laughs> no, but specific, specifically, is that a bar where we're getting drinks? Was that today? Yeah. What day is it? It's at Ubisoft. Okay, we went. Get, it's we went. Tuesday. Tuesday now. Fuck. Uh, hey, welcome. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we we got our IDs checked, and the lady is checking uh, Austin's ID, and she's like. Oh, you look like you're 15. And then I turned her like, and then I go, well, then how old the fuck do you think I am? She's like, I oh, like 16, 16 and a half. And I was like, Whoa! I've told you this before. I said this before we got, we got ID'd at PAX West. And I was like, I, people think I look young. And you're like, no, they don't. Not compared to me. I'm a little baby. Because well, you have facial hair. Yeah, but it's yeah. fake. It's, it's the... not, this is not. Wait, what? what? It's not actually fake, but oh. it's like not like. <laughs> People look at that and go like... Rob had a moment. I know. People look at this, people look at my bad facial hair, and they're like, oh, you're growing that so that you can pretend to be 21 <laughs> instead of 20. And, they, and that, in fact, like makes me look even younger because they've yeah. been trying so hard to look old enough to drink. Uh, Why are we talking yeah, about sorry. this? Yeah, sorry. No, no? Just, just, so, just the weirdness of like also Age. what it would be to... Age. But also what it would be to be one of those younger workers now right. who yes. you're not working on a new game. What you're working on is a reimagination of an old game. Of one game that maybe you, you played as a child. Yes. Is that exciting? Is it... I have a question. Entra- like, is it? Do you think that's what leads you to turn a two-minute three-minute mini-boss fight into a ten-minute-long yeah. like, super struggle against sure, a giant yeah. robot? Okay. I th- well, yes. I also think that if we're going to start talking about the mechanical changes, I think what we're looking at here is, one, they seem extremely reticent to discuss exactly how long this game is in terms of how long the story of FF7 is. Like, how much does this cover? The press release has gotten more specific in okay. saying, okay. like, this is a singular experience about the city of Midgard. So it is effectively the first part of the game. God, what if they never release another part? That's the shit. Uh, yeah, because... That's my shit. <laughs> That's my fucking shit right you there. Know, I want that so bad. What I, what, I, what I sort of am getting to with this, though, is that like that means that these elements, yes. these moments, have to be stretched out. And stretched out makes it sound almost like rude, but I mean, they are made pivotal and therefore they yes. must be made pivotal yes. in mechanics. But, yes. but, but yes. It, there is also a world in which... The narrative bits of Final Fantasy VII, in which like Midgard is a city, is glossed over very quickly. Yeah, like in yeah. the like the like in the right in right, but in lore reasons, if we did lore reasons Final Fantasy VII, we would not spend a, a, that much time in Midgard because there's not that much to say. Yeah, which they is don't a, spend a lot of time like the citizenry of Midgard, what is happening under like the the rule of the the, the Shinra Corporation, and so there is a world where it's like. Okay, because of like how expensive it is to do this, and don't worry, it's two Blu-rays worth of content. They said that, and like that that's mean? a lot of content. It's just like, a lot of content. Right. We don't know, but like we don't know what it means because yeah. we don't know. But, but like but. The, the optimist is like, well, like drilling down to the city, what is happening here? Like really, mm-hmm. like unpack like this environmental message that like permeates Final Fantasy VII, but like what does that mean for like the average citizen? Like that could could potentially be That would be really cool. I 
don't know if that's what they're doing. Sure. And in my personal experience, I would not say that is one of Square Enix's strengths. No. No. So I'm like, totally. I don't know who this is for. Other than the combat looks pretty cool it in kind does of a, look cool. I, like I a, love the way that they looks kept very, the turn-based stuff. Yeah, it seems it seems very meter. fun. I will say I think it fixes one of my fixes is strong. It looks to me as if it addresses one of my major complaints with Final Fantasy VII. So Final Fantasy VII is a game that I loved when it came out, mm. and that as I started playing other different games, like as Final I, Fantasy VIII, as, like Final Fantasy VIII, like like going back and replaying Final Fantasy VI. I realized a major problem with Final Fantasy VII that I had, which is that beyond limit breaks and weapons, characters are blank slates sure, that yes. you slot materia into. God, people who haven't played this have no idea what I mean. They're little magic orbs that, that are what lead to people magic attacks. Diablo. Sure, okay. Well, and yeah. so, like, imagine Diablo where you don't have any skills, where all you have is where every skill is an orb, and you can yeah. and that you can equip, and every orb can be equipped to and any seven character. Did, it was was it was the materia uh, upgrading on a per character basis, or could you swap? You could swap. I think you could upgrade a materia all the way, and then be like, yeah, I'm gonna so maybe it was on six, somewhere. where it was like character. I can't. Did remember they eventually how. break that connection because like like that connection is completely six. gone in seven. Where like yeah. there's nothing about Barrett except Barrett's weapons and limit breaks that makes him Barrett. You could make Barrett a healer if that's a thing you wanted to do. And for me, that like loses some of the characterization in mechanics. And here's like a tiny little baby thing that is so cool. Barrett can shoot things from a distance. Mm -hmm. Cloud cannot. So if something is up above you in Final Fantasy VII Remake, Barrett has particular utility, which gives him a sort of mechanical characterization as the sort of character he is. And it was like, oh wait, this is the moment I want to be. I want to be Barrett. And that to me addresses one of the big things that keeps me from replaying that game, which is like I'm bored by this. I'm bored by how much every character is fundamentally just a blank slate. It. it well, it, what's interesting is you bring that up and like. Seven was never really my game. Eight was never really my game. Nine. Nine was my game. Nine. The fucking nine stands. Oh, okay, whatever. Anyway, here's the thing. Wow! (laughs) Here's here's the fucking thing. Here's the fucking thing. Is that nine did... Just not go play FF six. It right. did not that right. right. It had right. it had very defined roles for each character that were very hard to tweak with. Like you could do tiny things, but not really. Um, Ten also sort of did this with the sphere grid, but it's it was a different manifestation of I think kind of closer to what Seven was right, doing. Right. Um, but I do think that like Seven remake seems really cool because I agree with you. I think this adds utility to characters that didn't exist before. I think it also means that like this more active battle system, uh, one might call it an active time battle, uh, mm-hmm. is like, I just think it's, I think it's going to appeal to a different sort of gamer. I don't know if that's a good thing. I think it's, I think it's a risk. Watching Tifa beat the shit Yo. out of some people was good though. That was good. That was Shout great. Shout out to Tifa. Shout out to Paris. Paris. So we found him. You were wondering. Well, we because found I'm also that person. <laughs> I am also that person. I have way more interest in playing the remake than I have in ever playing Seven because to me, I'm like, I would rather play that combat system than K- the one that's in the Seven. K- K- well, you can play as the cat. That's not how you say it. 
That's going to sound great. That's, okay, how, but that's how, that's I how always, we said it at the time. That's how I yes. said it but, as a kid, and so I yes. refused to correct myself. Okay, but okay. that's also, that fucking character is going to be in remake, probably. But I think, no, actually, not, oh, I don't know. The thing that does fascinate me is the point you get you rid brought of up. Cassie, the, and we're going to have some fucking words. But the thing Dante brought up at the start, though, that fascinates me is this idea that everything in Final Fantasy VII now, that was originally just like a transitional moment mm-hmm. or a tutorial moment, is now imbued with the significance. This is the opening of Final Fantasy VII. Remember that raid on the Midgard on, on that sure Shinra do. facility? And I'm like, yeah, it was like five minutes of like just like right. you know right. very basic right. combat. And here they're five, they're just like whooping the shit out of that scorpion's ass like for hours. Because that's and how you remember. That's my favorite right? Winamp slogan. That's what I think. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but it is this weird thing, almost like showing almost my age? the way like asides in like. Religious texts become blown out into parables and metaphors. Mm-hmm. Like this is that this is that happening in right. Final Fantasy VII, where it's like, Which, oh, an incidental like an incidental occurrence in this original story. Now it has to be remember how remember the significance of that. Remember what it means and illuminates. So can I read you my favorite? Yeah. complete bullshit fan theory. <laughs> so uh, oh Jesus. Okay, yeah, so first okay, of all, first of all, I want to shout right. out Heather Alexandra and Cameron Kunzelman on whom I was drawing previously when I talked about the length of that boss fight, which mm-hmm. I had not registered until I read Heather's take on Twitter. So shout out to Heather. Two, I want to shout out Imran Khan from Game Informer, who yesterday presented a theory, which was, do you remember in the in the trailer that they showed after the initial gameplay demonstration tonight, or last mm-hmm. night during the Final Fantasy VII mini concert, concert apparently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds um, weird. <laughs> there's a weird segment where there is like weird black stuff that surrounds Eris and Cloud. Yes. And like none of us were like, oh yeah, I remember that. So this is Imran says, that Eris scene in Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer is weird, but, 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 what if that black ghost thing is like a glitch in the Matrix and the game keeps occasionally flashing back to polygonal Cloud having already done this journey and he can't understand the deja vu. <clears throat> Cloud has amnesia of Final Fantasy VII. Think about it. You have these suspicions at the end of the first game where it ends with a cliffhanger and the second game starts diverging as Cloud recalls what didn't work. And by the third, you're teaming up with Sephiroth. That sounds dot, dot, sick. This brings to, this is the way we get to my preferred reality, <laughs> yes. which is that Sephiroth is just Cloud but older. Which is what that, you like, there's thought a split was true timeline. When you yeah, there's a, a bifurcated timeline. Oh, is this like Ron is Dumbledore, but for Final Fantasy? Look, do you remember <laughs> how weird it was when they're like in the Shinra jail and they wake up and everyone's fucking dead? Yes. And like vaguely. Sephiroth came through and just slaughtered everybody, and that didn't make any sense at all. Yeah. Yes. So that's like that was kind of how I reached this. That like I, that that felt so weird to me the way like Cloud and everyone loses consciousness and then everyone's murdered with a sword. I was like, that seems significant. <laughs> that's probably important. and apparently it wasn't. Right. <laughs> the Rob Zachney story. I, I see think Final Fantasy Nine. Everything pays off. Here again, I I feel like that theory is super cool and rad, and I love it. Uh, it also feels. I am not a big Square Enix person. I like Kingdom Hearts a fair bit now because of you guys fucking brainwashing me into liking it. Hell yeah. But, um, Welcome. But it is not... It, I don't... I would not say that they have the chops to pull that off. You well, know who part, could? Well, part, part, you know who could? 
a certain missing man from this year's presentation. Yoko Taro. Taro. Yeah. Yoko Taro. Yoko Taro. But Yoko Taro. Taro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He could do it. I tried but to. he's not on this. But part of Final Fantasy VII is unintentional genius. Maybe part of like where it landed for kids of a certain age was that you could read so much into it. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Despite the fact that it was Things like, a game that you could max out easily, I, as I did, 999999, like the clock just stopped. And yet, there are so many gaps in what that game explained or didn't mm-hmm. explain yeah. that that's where, like, again, this this combines with the beginning of internet culture and like message boards. So, like, well, it's I hard. heard there's yeah. this seventh one. So it's, it's hard to it's hard to like like to extrapolate whether like was that something that Final Fantasy VII was just like a moment in time and thus a game that like benefited from that, or was that that's how just like game stories were told at the time, and so like it just happened to hit at a point where like fandom began. In, in a certain sense of uh, how they gathered on the internet, and like Final Fantasy was just like a catalyst for that sort of fandom. But uh, maybe I'm maybe this comes off as too critical. Uh, but do you think that maybe that means the story wasn't actually that deep, and people are reading a little bit too much into well, they it? They always have. I mean, I know they have. Yeah. I, I think that's a yeah. good. Thing, I think that's but, true of like uh, six, the game that like I like the most, and well, it would I, still be true. Then I, I guess Kefka what I, is still I guess like not like, the most interesting villain, we but were, like we were yeah. perfectly positioned at that age, yes. to be eager for a game exactly that felt like it was talking to bigger picture things. And I don't just mean I felt like an terrorism. adult playing that game, right? Yeah. But yeah. I mean like <laughs> the conversations between Cloud and Tifa Fuck about you, their Rob. relationship. <laughs> about that stuff, right? Yes. About yes. Vincent and Vincent's like dark past, and which his... at the time we knew very little of, right? Because totally, there was some yeah. stuff in there, but yeah. like, but even but that it wasn't was... until Dirge of Cerberus that we finally understood what was really right. going on with uh, that. Uh, I mean, about yeah. the fact that Sid said things and it was replaced with like asterisks, asterisks, and pound size. Oh, he's cursing. <laughs> Cussing at you. Uh, uh, and and even in a broader sense, the fact that like I could play that game, and be like, wow, Midgar is a place where people are sad and oppressed, yep. and also there's a bar, and also there's like people have motorcycles. I I rode on a motorcycle once. <laughs> You're at that age when you were yes. 14 or 15 when you were at the height of this song is about me, right? And like that is, and it was for me at that moment was perfectly positioned to invite me to read into it and not just to read into it, but to collaborate with it, with my friends on the internet, with fan fiction, like you said, right? Like, and, and to start kind of being like, oh, worlds, fictional worlds don't end with the work. They end with me. I can bring as much as I want and I can take from it and continue to expand on it. And it was a great set of Legos. It was a fantastic Lego set. And I got to build all sorts of cool shit. You just need to spend a lot of time amongst this flower patch. And like, if you see a flicker in the corner and you walk to that corner and then you go to the other side and you spend 60 seconds there, they come back. I come back and she'll be there. I have sort of a quasi theory that now I'm thinking about, which is just maybe this was maybe that era of Final Fantasy VII, et cetera, was kind of this era of the last time where your brain could really functionally fill in the gaps between the pixels, so to speak. Like we talk about this a lot in the ways that we look at like old pixel art games, where it's like, well, the graphics weren't that that sophisticated, but right. in your brain they looked a certain way, and then that you re- you drew that out of the work. I kind of feel like this is a similar thing that was happening at that time period, uh, both graphically and narratively. Um, it, it almost begs you to, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it's a game that, and this is the, it evokes. It, well, and it, it in fact is distinct in one very particular way, which is 
it is a game that has four layers of visual fidelity, right? It has the overworld map chibi characters. It has the inside of a city or a town chibi characters. It has the characters inside of combat who are, who have human proportions, but are low, but are like lower resolution. Mm -hmm. Then it has the cutscene characters, right? And I think there might be something in the, in this kind of like weird media theory sense of like, wow. Yeah. Like, there are these different layers of meta narrative happening. There are these different types of fidelity that I have access to. And sometimes they're really touching moments where they're like yes. in a cutscene, and this is clearly deeply important. And sometimes it's text driven and you're on your ship and you're, and the, the music is Hit like, X bump, to get bump. that tech out. Oh, well, I already right. read that bit. It's like, a pro ZD skit, right? Where it's like, everyone is like doing the same <laughs> idle animation over and over. But, but as a, you but, know that you, you were invited to believe there yes, is more happening. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. There was the world continued even when it wasn't a cutscene. Mm-hmm. After that, like you're almost always in that same. I mean, it's not that there weren't cutscenes in the next Final Fantasy games, but when you were, had the controller in your hands and you were playing, it was like, all right, these are my characters. I don't have to jump between little cartoon ones and and. Right. So I guess then my question is: so what what is this remake doing that could fuck with that? And right. what my thought is is well, it's turning it into a modern video game, which is to say, uh, which is to say, uh, visually flat. As opposed to visually, this is visually is not the word here. You know what I mean? Like metaphorically, metaphorically metaphorically flat. flat? Sure, whatever. You get it. It is a single level of this game looks real good in all the scenes. All the time, all the scenes look real good. And in order to make that like, in order to invite the amount of density that you was being invoked by this other system, you have to actually write it now. Right, and that's again brings me to my core like and record the audio with I guess. B tier uh, Hollywood actors, yeah. by the way, and I'm like, um, it's so about, right? it just—I feel like it just well, brings me back to my core criticism, which is well, like, Barrett, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. Wait, wait, so dog. Like, basically, like, I think maybe we we'll use this as like kind of yeah. conclude on FF7 is yeah, like, sorry, we, uh, no, 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 This is the point: is we yes. can't but do a long segment on Final Fantasy right. VII. Yeah. But so, like, like is a way of like sort of like using Dante's point as and a, everything else, right? Yeah, the oh yeah, FF7 is the one thing that sets us off is. um so like we, I've been so curious about how they're going to handle Barrett because like Barrett as a character who uh, is written as like a Mister T as like the one black person a white person has met because they've watched some TV. Oh, yeah. they haven't met him. <laughs> that's in this, case, in this yeah. case, a Japanese person also. Yes. Yeah, which that's sure, true. that's true. Like Barrett well, is well, so synonymous with a particular I, type of but I also, anti-black I, racism in Japanese games, yes. specifically, which is important to yes. us. Um, and I haven't watched it, but I know that Tim Rogers at uh, uh, Kotaku did like a long, like real-time localization of Final Fantasy VII as he yes, was playing he through sure it. Because I would be curious to see like how much of the localization of Final Fantasy VII is reflective of like the original text. I don't yes. know. I haven't watched the series, but anyway, so what I'm saying know. is like the. One of the things that I was worried about in the same thing you're talking about, Dante, about like, okay, once that fidelity comes up, it suddenly starts exposing weak points in the story that has to be filled in yep. by writing that like fills in those gaps. Yep. Barrett especially is a character that is like susceptible to that because of the stereotypical nature of that character, both in its its, its visual representation, in its textual representation, um, and his role or often lack of role in like yeah. the actual main plot line. Um, and then when we are watching the gameplay and I am just waiting for Austin to get to one moment, to one piece of dialogue that is playing out during the gameplay, um, which is that he mostly, at least in what is presented, is just like, has a very similar like Mr. T-ish voice. And then he has a lot of quips, including one in which he shoots away and says, suck on this. 
And it's just one of those moments where it's like, oh, this feels like a red flag where the things that I want to be filled in maybe are are probably not going to happen. Because if they can't get Barrett, which is like, if you're going through the list of things that Final, Final Fantasy VII update in 2019 or 2020 has to get right, if you're not getting that, then the order of operations from there get kind of worrying. Also, well, I would like to say this is only barely relevant, and I can't confirm this, but I heard good. that the Japanese the Japanese voiceover did not include the same vocal tics, let's say, yeah, of the this American is the, I'm currently looking at the Kotaku yes. piece by Gita, okay. which digs into some of the stuff that, that Tim Rogers talks about there. Mm-hmm. It's called Fans Are Concerned About Barrett's Voice in the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which gets into the di- discrepancy between the original localization mm-hmm. and the Japanese okay. text. Okay. Rob. I will just say though, like if they can't get Barrett, like also though that is in terms of the Final Fantasy VII that was released, uh, there's also if they can't get Barrett, well that's kind of a gaping hole, right? Like <laughs> yeah. actually, yeah, that doesn't necessarily torpedo the entire sure. project yeah, for me. You're right, like, you're right, you're right. The other stuff is kind of a straightforward problem. The Barrett question is how do we reimagine a character that might might have been both conceptually flawed and then disastrously localized? Sure. That said, um, I I do just the the one thing that did strike me here is that some of the themes also do come out a little more effectively in that like mm-hmm. seeing a more realistic Barrett reunited with his little girl right uh, yeah, sure, or sure. seeing tifa like he was interesting so when you see like the the uh, sort of uh, chibi character model right like you don't get the sense that like tifa is kind of an exhausted working class fighter who's yeah. like you know right. things have been rough for a while and there's no end in sight exhausted it, working class fighter by the way one of the classes in watchdogs league boy boy but why, like but seeing her like just sort of trying to like you know unwind at a bar and yeah. like connect to cloud that that, is, yes. that hits differently this was the eggs stuff and, that the eggs, eggs and, and chips, chips store was classic. weird classic my yeah. favorite gotta drink my piss what? My piss, my he was my having chips. Gatorade. He just spent hours beating the shit out of the rectum of an electroscorpion. <laughs> Gotta fight the butt of this robot and then drink my piss. Austin, you've had something real. I have had something real. You've noticed it on my face. Yes. The thing to understand about Barrett is that he is actually... There's something so fascinating happening in Barrett as a character when this game comes out. And, and then now, again, not only with us as people who are older than, than we were when it came out, but also because there is a younger audience. Mm-hmm. Barrett exists in the localization, at least. I, don't, I can't speak to the Japanese text. In the localization, at least, because he is a caricature based on a role that black folks were demanded slash allowed to have in, in entertainment industries controlled by companies run by white folks Mm -hmm. the model of blackness presented in barrett was was one of very few that was enabled uh and allowed for folks like mr t to have mr t who was someone who wanted to have a positive impact in the world who had aspirations of being uh, a positive role model etc and had a a style of his own etc right um, that is then exported by an American uh, uh, cultural dominance, by a cultural he- hegemony around the world, imported by countries like Japan, which we have trade relationships with, the same way that, that jeans get made cool across the world, that Coca-Cola mm-hmm. gets made 
cool across the world. That McDonald's gets made cool across the world. That Mickey Mouse gets made cool across the world. Mr. T gets made cool across the world. And then gets re-exported to America. And now there's a final step that, that you cannot put a period there. My white friends love Barrett. They loved quoting Barrett to my fucking face. Mm-hmm. They thought that is what blackness should be, which is to say a supportive character who had catchphrases, a supporting character who was big and mean and tough and violent, a supporting character who had a dark, violent past. All of that shit was communicated and embraced by many white kids, specifically little white boys, who were like, yes, Barrett fucking rules. Yeah. I love Barrett so much. And for me, the question is like, is there a version of Barrett who can speak to blackness and to black experience or at least to black, like to to the black voice, whether that's an international black voice or if that's a specific American, African-American blackness, who the fuck knows in a, in a world that is about oppression, that does have oppression in it, in a world that, that does have at least class divide in it. Could there be a, a Barrett for whom the the core conceit, which is I want there to be a better world and also I care deeply for the people in my life and that conflict that emerges throughout the, the course of that game for him. And we'll fight he, for it. And mm-hmm. we'll fight for it. And I've been disappointed a lot and I'm pissed off. And, I, and I've been disappointed yeah. a lot by people who've made big promises and who fucked them up. Will you stick around for this? Do you fucking really care about this cloud? Or are you going to fucking bounce off like every else, like everyone else in my life? It's, it's, it is, there is a potential space there that you could nail this. And I think if I have frustration about the depiction that we saw tonight, it's like, well, you know, suck on this. Quips, exactly. And like, I, I only lay out that history because I think it's important not to just think like, oh yes, he is a stereotype. The reason he is a stereotype is in, is, is caught up in this long, in this big web and it ends with, and people like, white folks like right. him a lot. And like, that's so important to understand because if you leave, if you leave that behind, it's easy to wash your hands and be like, but now we want better. The other half of this is like, I bet there are a lot of people who today see that character and go, yeah, he seemed cool. <laughs> and it's like, fuck. And it, 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 I think it also like raises the question of like, well, what is the duty of the remake? Like, is right. the duty of the remake right. to rehabilitate this game? Right. Because yeah, in Dante's perfect world, yes, but that I don't. Oh, think in the that's... version where they're turning Midgar into forty hours or thirty hours, they fucking better do well, right? I know, but like from what we've seen, especially on the Barrett front, it's like. Yeah, I don't think they are. No. But we also don't get a second. Like, like, no, no. All we're getting is like the quips and True. battle. Yeah. You see the moment with like his daughter, but also like that also existed in the original True. game. So True. it's like, do we get five minutes where like he sits and plays with her? Right. Do we get five minutes yeah. where like he gets to talk about his past? And like we don't know. Like we there is know. so much that we don't know yeah. that I'm I'm overly but this is me setting the stage for whatever we yeah. say in yeah. seven yeah. months from this game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, should we move yeah, on? Yeah, we should yeah. move on. <laughs> we should. Uh, so quick, I remember like, so last point, 20 minutes later. <laughs> so right. uh, next thing I'll say, uh, so, like honestly, like speaking of representation, uh, Square reminded us that Life is Strange 2 is... Yeah, that was weird. Ongoing. That wasn't like a that wasn't like no, an it's announcement. It's not weird because uh, I, you know, I recently just wrote a piece about the third episode in Life is Strange 2, which has like a really... Tender, sensitive, uh, incredible scene depicting like young love and young sex, and nobody, I mean, not nobody, but like relative to the uh, original season of Life is Strange, Life is Strange, and the, the connection that people had to Chloe and Max, um, this season is clearly not landing huh. in the same way. Yeah. So the trailer mostly felt like a please, like also this one is good, check it out. 
I would I would echo that sense. I I really really enjoyed the second season, but um, yeah, that was basically just like yeah. a reminder, like we're still here. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, I mean, this is this is the thing, right? Like the like this is a story about a. It sounds like a really compelling story, but also it is a specific story about like being a Latinx teenager yes. in America at a particular moment. That is a story that does not get told very often. Uh, a lot of times, Latinx, Latinx folks. Uh, end up being portrayed as one of several stereotypes in the background yeah. to white people's stories. And so seeing that and the implication being that, hey, you folks like need to be reminded this exists, uh, also seemed to like sort of spur me to be like, I would I wish I saw as many conversations around this that I saw around like or even a fraction as many right. conversations yeah. as I yeah. saw I don't around see Life is Strange. Anyone talking about it yet? Yeah, to be clear, I, I think the game is cool. I, I thought it was an odd choice to make that yes. the trailer. Um, yeah, I agree. No, yeah, but I will say though they did that exact same thing with Life is Strange. The uh, yeah, the fucking influencers like crying, oh, and then they yeah, did that. Yeah. That because it weirded me out two years ago when they did that. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I, I like, I just felt like this is such an odd way to market your game, like where it's like it's so shocking, and it's like I, I guess. I mean, I guess like, is, part of, part of the way of doing that is like, look, well, if the trailers of these two boys didn't do it for you, yeah. then I guess other people giving a shit about it maybe because that's like a different way. Yeah, the traditional way of, of conveying that a thing is critically enjoyed is to put quotes from true, reviews true, 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 true. and instead putting clips from influencers. Is there a world in which the way that marketing gets approved is you like, what if this means we get more people to stream the game? They'll see that there is like there are moments where they will be able to react and get reaction it videos. Is. And that way, that will be like um, an organic spread, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. Yeah. I fully believe that's part of it because I know there's got to be influencers in that crowd or in the crowd digitally who are like, oh, shit, here's a game with, quote, moments, like big old moments that I can use. Yeah. There was, a, there was just yeah. a really good – years ago when they did Far Cry Primal, there was an ad for that that was running in which one of the big, like, moments that the trailer built to was like – a streamer being like, oh shit, wolves! <laughs> and I can never not think about that moment when I think about this particular okay, angle. Two things real quick. Yes. Backtracking a little bit. Sorry. Yes. Ice-T telling people not to be dicks in games. It was corny as hell, but it was during the Ubisoft thing. It was corny oh, as I hell, but also kind of really pre- good. It was, oh. the, it was a pre-show. Ice-T was there, and he was like giving a quiz about like how to be a good like conscientious. <laughs> Yeah, on the like, hey, like you're just getting destroyed by this dude. What do you do? Do you tell him to go fuck his mother with that <laughs> controller, or do you tell? Yeah, dude, it was like oh, the final, one of the final ones was like someone said something real gross and toxic. What no, do you it say? was they don't even sound like you, oh, which was that? actually a really good thing. You hear somebody on chat and they don't sound like you do. Do you call it out? Do you just keep playing? Or do you fuck off and mind your own goddamn business? I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's and like, yeah, so it well, was, the answer was specifically like because racist, homophobic, xenophobic shit has no place in gaming. We gotta take it back. Yeah, gaming dude. for the gamers. Yeah, dude, that rules. It was yeah, 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 was, was like, sure, yeah. 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 yeah I'm into that. Make gamer Let's a good it. word again. <laughs> I see the man. Claim it, Ice T. Yeah. He's running. <laughs> Other end of the spectrum. <laughs> Sam Barlow's new game, which appeared to be like, okay, Jesus, like, we are on oh, way back, dude. We're like, we're like, what the? F- we didn't like, mention this, but yeah, it was, it was like, uh, Tom Hardy was there. 
Tom Hardy, like, yes. Off-brand yeah. Tom Hardy. No, he's a good actor. Uh, See the I'm movie sure Upgrade. I loved it. I'm sure he's a great actor. But the overall vibe I got from that sure, yeah. uh, was very much It's called like, Telling Lies. Yes. Yes. But it felt no like... Papa. Her, it felt <laughs> like her story, but vlogs. Her story, but yeah. vlogs. Uh, I... I enjoyed her story. I, I think it's Same. an interesting game. Uh, I felt that this was not a particularly strong pitch in my mind. This is the worst nitpick. I'm very sorry, but I didn't like the font choice. No, the fonts <laughs> were not good. I thought they the weren't fonts great. Were not good. It felt it felt kind of like an indie Go movie. Go off. It felt like an indie movie from like 2001. I was very Rob. Indie. Rob is like, <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, yeah, I will, I will go. If off. these cameras could talk or I'm just project or video uh, tomorrow, <laughs> the way Rob's head was nodding with the fonts was just yes, yes, yes. yes. fonts. Go, That's, go. Uh, I, can I tell you the truth? Can I tell you the truth? Straight to video. They were. Can I tell you the truth? Here's what Rob was actually saying: was like, yes, I agree. But can we please call them typefaces? Uh, <laughs> okay, all right, we need to move on. We need to go back to Squanix. Uh, yes. All right, so Life is Strange. Awesome. Oh, great. <laughs> love it. We yeah, all love it. Check it out. Uh, also, you want remasters? How about oh, Last Remnant Remastered? What is that I don't that know game? what that is. Oh, Who knows? Yeah. But it's out tonight. <laughs> Do you remember... Was that like a Wii game? It was an Xbox game, it right? It was. Oh. It was the same era as the other one. The hats. The new dragon. Great. Now, the other other one. With the hats, yeah. Odyssey, and the guy was Lost like, Odyssey. Lost Odyssey. Oh, Same the one, the monkey one. The, Lost the, Odyssey. The Journey to the West one. No, that's nope. that's enslaved. enslaved. Oh Jesus Christ! Lost wow. Odyssey. Ninja Theory. That's Alex Garland. All right, Last Odyssey is. is the one that had Lost the Jefferson. Odyssey. Lost Odyssey. Lost Odyssey is the one that had the Jefferson Airplane trailer that was fucking sick. Oh my god! Also, right. Lost yeah. Odyssey and Blue Dragon, I think, were um, Sakaguchi. So, right. Yeah, right. So right. when when Hironobu Sakaguchi left after Final Fantasy VII, he formed his own studio, whose name escapes me. But yeah, like he formed that partnership. Someone, also, any that video linked to me in Discord. Just FYI. the the Jefferson Airplane. One? Yeah, I'm actually really curious <laughs> to see what that looks like. <laughs> yeah, you've, never, you've seen it. It right? needs somebody to love, right? It has to. Be. No, it's not. It's, what is uh, it? What's the Alice song? What's the? Ooh, oh, go ask Alice. Uh, yeah, go ask Alice. It's it's a sick ad. It's, not, it's a oh, ninety shit. second. It's from the era when yeah. It's I really remember good. this. Okay. It's All right. so good. great. But okay, I was happy like I can show it to you right now. Nope. But that's not even the game that we. That's not. <laughs> Last Remnant's getting a remake, remastered, whatever. It's on new, new shit. You can play it. Dragon Quest Builders 2. They showed us 55 minutes of footage. There were two different instances this. in which Rob looked over and said, this is still going. I'm into it. I didn't see the and footage. And I said, have you seen a Japanese video game presentation? I can't wait for that game to come out. The first game was like pretty good. The first yeah. Builders, pretty good. Minecraft with Direction. Yeah, that was like the which pitch, is good, right? But I think that the from what I've read, there's like some cool stuff in two that feels like it it elevates what was there already, gives you a better sense of progression, and like one of the things that I bummed me out about the first game was like you were always moving on from the stuff you built. Like, sure. I built oh. it finally gone, yeah. and from what I've read, there's some stuff in two that makes me feel a little bit more like there's a, a bigger arc. That's cool. And yet, in all that footage, I didn't get that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, then they showed a game from a Mexican studio, uh, Circuit Superstars. Uh, it's a racing game. It's very RC racer, top-down. Uh, looked cute. Looked well, it's cute. I, I wasn't... Nothing about it felt very, like, hugely innovative or anything. I was just like, this game looks cool. Yeah. Uh, I'd buy it for a small amount of money, which I'm sure they're going to sell it for. Um 
until wow. they announce. I don't their... mean that is a bad thing. I, just I, know, I, know, I, know, I, know. I think it's a good. It just looks good. I just want to know. Felt really odd along that lineup. I like Chris Kohler a lot. I love Chris Kohler, yeah. but I do want you to know that but. he pop. But <laughs> Chris Kohler is like family to me. He wrote that book. Game over. It was pretty good. He does a video series on Kotaku. Okay. He goes to video game stores. Oh, my God. Uh, as we know, he wrote everything Square Enix announced at E3 2019. The word dragon doesn't appear once. So Dragon Quest Builders, well, I, it seems like it dominated your life for 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. doesn't even come up in what colors the- right now. <laughs> that happened, right, Patrick? Chris? It did. Okay. What do you... Maybe he was like, I'm taking a nap. Well, I don't think it was announced. I think that was already known before. I see. Yeah, but like the release date was. It was July or whatever. I think and that then, was already known before that, okay, though. What else happened? Y'all like World War II? Uh, no. Well, uh, what do you y'all like, like sick headshots? I wouldn't say I um, like World War II. <laughs> how about points? Yes. I like points. Oh, oh man. Well, well, get points. Yeah, what about when you're putting points... When you're getting points by putting lead on target, and that target's a person. Could be a Nazi. <laughs> they were going for hollow okay. points. Okay. Could how be, they were could be a could be. question. Yeah. How many points? Ah, five or ten? Five. <laughs> it was five again and again. It was a lot of this five. Was, uh, speaking of five, my phone was at 5% battery. Patrick, do you want me to get you the Water. No, my, no, I'm saying it was. At the time. Oh. At the time. Water. Cerveza. Cerveza. I'm I was good. at 5% battery yeah. leaving the Ubisoft event. I was like, all right. I've already missed the beginning of this Square Enix event. I gotta watch it. I gotta know what's going on. Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, etc. Okay, you know what? I only have 5% left. The, the car is on its way. I don't want to lose the battery, but I gotta know. I opened it up and I saw 5 points, 5 points, 5 points. Headshot, 5 points, 10 points. I was like, well, I'm gonna turn this off. This is not worth my 5% battery to see. Uh, that game looked um, very fine. Battalion 1944, Eastern Front. It's a game about shooting Nazis. Sure. Uh, or or their foes. Oh, the foes of the Nazis. The yeah. foes of the Nazis. Which, look, it's a World War II like, multiplayer shooter. Yes. I, uh, also by Square, really, published by Square Enix. That's the weird part. That is legitimately the weird part. That game looks so hard like they are chasing Call of Duty in a way that I'm like, what's going on? Who's like, chasing you? Call of Duty from 12 from, years yeah, ago? Yeah, not modern that's, Call of Duty. No, this is, like, it's, like, it's, it's like going up against like Red Orchestra type stuff. It's, yeah, like, like it... This, I, I, I feel bad saying this, but I'm like, this looks like a game I would find on Steam and be like, That'd be cool if you guys, you know, like in a couple years, maybe this is your first game as a studio, can and I it's tell like you, can got I tell some you, cool stuff. Can I tell you something? What you may have literally done that because Battalion 1944, yeah, launched last year in early. What? Action. But now oh, it's going was, to oh, the yeah, Eastern this Front. This was an expansion they were trading. Oh, was it? Yeah. It's called like Eastern Front or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Which, which, fine. where the Nazis were actually beaten. Yeah, it's like it's fine. It's yeah. it's all fine. I, I no. It felt really odd to me that this was their banner game. Well, well it wasn't. It was, I mean, yeah. it wasn't their banner game. But was a yeah. It was but it was a game there. that they put time into. Listen, you're on a team. You're I, being published. I get it. Yeah. You have to, listen, there have been times in my life. You know what? There, I don't remember a time in the last decade where I've been at a place mm-hmm. without feeling, thank you for the water, where I feel... Going back to when I was in grad school, the yes. program I was in, working at Giant Bomb, working at Waypoint, it has been like, 
man, we do good work. I wish we got a little more help from the, the people upstairs. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, the people no, holding no, up. I, yeah, and I think that's cool. I think so I feel like cool. this is one of those things where someone was like, can you fucking please put the trailer in the thing? I wish the trailer was better. I wish the trailer was better. I wish the game was maybe better. I don't I haven't played the game. I, I nothing nothing about the game seemed notably bad and nothing about it seemed notably good. Like that that was kind of my takeaway. It was like this seems like a competent multiplayer shooter of World War II. Um, five point podcast, five point run times. You're still yeah, talking see, about this fucking game, <laughs> Patrick. We didn't want to go on until we yeah, have we your say. So like, I was holding off on Shadowbringers for you. All right, what's the next game? That Shadowbringers. Shadowbringers. That's okay. not that's Danica. Does Danica like Shadowbringers? Oh, shit, oh, it was play, Danica. Yeah, we should oh, Danica. Oh my god. You know, you know who likes Shadowbringers? Oh, it's Danica. Wait, do we have a, do we have a Shadowbringers expert? Do we have a ringer, Nick. Come here. Can you say that into a microphone that I can make you sign a thing that lets us legally let you say it? Uh, Shadowbringers looks pretty hype. All What's right. What's that? Why? Thank you. <laughs> I, want, I want your opinion. I don't know. Like, that, that trailer gave me goosebumps. I mean, you know, you're not in it and you're not in it. But, um... No, no, I'm dead ass serious. Like, I'm, I'm not here to make fun of people who like yeah. Final Fantasy XIV. There's too much of it. We learned this well, from Kingdom Hearts. You, you can't just have Nick, like, leaning over your shoulder and try to explain. Nick, explain Shadowbringers. No, What's no, the appeal? No, no, that's, What's the that's core fantasy of... Yeah, I mean, this what? is the third expansion to Final yeah. Fantasy XIV, the best MMO in the market right now. Um, you know, they've got a raid that Yoko Taro uh, designed that's in it. Um, oh wait! Different... Wait! Yes. Yeah, see what? You this didn't is what know f- this? Shit! There's a Yoko Taro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, you're shit. adding, you know, two new races, um, a couple new jobs, and you're going to like a different new job. <laughs> Game journalist, one of them. <laughs> no, that's why. Mobilize the masses. No, no, the, the, the jobs are dancer and okay. uh, gunbreaker. Okay. Gunbreaker, which is a tank class. What's it do? I have no idea. Breaks guns. Okay, breaks guns. All right, well, thank you. Peace Walker. This breaks guns. Everyone, everyone subscribe and uh, join the Excalibur server. Thank you. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, thank you, thank you Nick. Nick, I'm going to need to sign special, something in like an hour. Special reporter, oh, yeah. Nick. Thank you. I'm going to get that together. Around. Before we let you leave. It's just, one. Come yeah. sign this right now. Five-star run times. <laughs> I would, I would like to say I, I appreciate the fervor of Final right Fantasy here. XIV fans. I also... Have no fervor. Perfect. <laughs> you wrote okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, then there was Techland, and they were yeah. showing Dying Light. New footage, nothing well, we've ever I, seen before. By new footage, you mean the demo that Austin and I saw a year ago. Not new footage. Not new footage at all. <laughs> it's the same footage they've shown last Which year. makes me scared that I'm... Which is weird. They've shown Rob newer footage going, this Rob year. Rob and I are going to see a demo in a couple of days. Which is why there's all new stuff. They're keeping it secret. They for showed us. newer footage this year. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. like, I don't know why they decided to go back to the well on for Squeenix. Like, I don't uh, know. Also, there's a, was the was did the Octopath Traveler make a brief appearance? Yes, yeah, it's on Steam. It's on Steam. Today. It's so much money on Steam. How much no. is it? It's full price on Steam, and in Canada, it's like eighty nine dollars. God, somebody made me subscribe to something so it's free. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> may I introduce to you <laughs> Square Pass? <laughs> yeah, they should exactly. call it Square Soft. Gamers Square, Damn. like Baker Square, Baker but like Square. games. You show up, to Gamers us. Square. It's a little a JRPG meringue. All right, a uh, square meal. People can fly. Showed up. Can they? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Or they could just land like a uh, lead balloon. Yeah, that trailer yeah. did absolutely nothing Wait, for me. Outriders. Oh, Outriders. Yeah. Tell me anything about you know what? Tell me anything about Here, Outriders. It's dark. There's shooting. There are three characters, and it's a pretty dark world. Where did you get any of three characters from? The dude said it in oh, the thing. Okay. The dude said it. <laughs> And he said that it's dark. Three and characters shooters. again. You go to dinner with three characters. You go to dinner with three characters. It's dark. This is important. Then there's shooting. Get this. Lots of guns. And it's it's a dark world. Um, These are the things I recall. Like maybe a dark universe. Like a dark. <laughs> like the mummy might show up at any moment. Wow. Pan, maybe this pan, is. Pan. <laughs> People should watch that movie, oh, that's especially because it opens. Oh, I did. It opens with still like you watch it now, and it still says, "Welcome, welcome to the dark universe." We watched that, that movie I once. That. Yeah, together. You didn't know it because it was uh, on. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, it was weird. on during a podcast while we were in. Oh, right. oh. While we were in control room B, we were wa- we watched it for forty minutes. <laughs> I love Danielle to death. She extremely like this is the one with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser just hasn't <laughs> shown up yet. <laughs> Good. Oh. It was very blessed. God bless. Because we're all playing. Where's Brendan Fraser? I was like, maybe this is the one with the Rock. Is this? Was that, that was the, Scorpion King. That was Scorpion King. That was, King. That was, the, was. That was the Mummy yeah, Three. The mummy Not three. within the dark. And universe. then he got his own prequel. <laughs> What's Jake Johnson doing here? Uh, so Outriders is a shooter. Uh, you play it with your friends. Is it though? Uh, you're right. I cannot confirm that. Did they show anything about the game? They, no. Okay. In the dock that they showed afterwards, they were like, "There's a there's a whole bunch of guns." They showed all the guns and they rotated. Do you guys not remember this? <laughs> I blacked out. Okay. That tracks. <laughs> because they were like, you could tell me they anything. Were like, tell they me were like, what no, I no, want to okay, hear okay. about this. Basically, game. The, the, the thing they said, here's what you do want to hear, okay. which is that they basically said, we made Bulletstorm and shooters are in our DNA. And for that, okay, I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. Bulletstorm ruled. That was the moment I blacked out. Oh, fine. Because the rest of it was a lot of here's the guns, they spin, you shoot the guns, I guess. I don't know. You go through a world. Bulletstorm was like a uh, what I love about Doom. Yes. Were yes. things that I liked there about were building blocks there. Which was like yeah. a game with movement, momentum. Yes. Rob? There, Austin. Someone in the chat says there were that there are five Scorpion King films? Excuse me? Yeah, I'm sorry, no. No, they made a whole bunch in a, a couple of them are directed to How long the Kardashians try to make me believe that there are five Scorpion the King movies. I promise I will. Hold go on, deeper. hold on. Can, okay. I, can I attempt to interpret the chronology? There are three yes. main mummy films. Correct. And then Is that true? It you started mean, You mean Scorpion King? Well, right. Well, the third one was the Scorpion King, right? Uh, uh, Dude, I don't know if those there are was a fourth one. There was a fourth mummy movie. It was a 2015 straight. Well, no, but it, so I mean, three main ones with Brendan Fraser. Correct. Correct. And then, then it went then to direct to DVD. There was one more theatrical one, Sorry, which yes. is the Scorpion yes, King, yes, yes. and then it went from direct to DVD after that, in which yes. I stopped keeping track. You don't but need to keep track beyond that. The Rock <laughs> not in those? No. Who was? Oh, gee, then you get to, you get to be movie actors. Yeah, it got it got Randy not Couture. Good. Yeah, great. He's a wrestler. Oh. <laughs> Can we get can you get guesses on these names? I'm just gonna read them. The Scorpion King. The Scorpion King 2, Rise of a Warrior. The Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption. The Scorpion King 4 Quest. Well, you, for, you should have just let us, let us fill in the last word. Right. <laughs> Scorpion Queen 4 Scorpion 
King for Quest for Blank. Redemption, you said it. No, I didn't. No, that was the third one. That was the third one. Battle for Redemption. Quest Uh, for. Quest for. I can see it, so I can't do it. Quest for Pyramid. Kato. The Mummy's Gold. (laughs) Quest for the Mummy's Gold? Audience? Audience? It's not. It's not. I said it was good. Quest. (laughs) Did they make a movie called The Scorpion King for the Quest for the Mummy's Gold? (laughs) Audience, any guesses? Quest for Blank. Scorpions. Quest for scorpions. Quest for. Quest for fucking. I don't know. Word. Quest for. Nothing. Power. Oh. Quest for power. Oh, last one. Last one. Here we you go. Know what? Gold is like power. Gold is like power. Oh, scorpion King. No five this time. Kind of. We have to replace the power the supply. This is like our the actual scorpion problem. King blank. Book of blank. Book of the dead. Bo- Book of the dead. Dante says. Rob. Book of. Jackals. Ooh, that's, that's good. That's, that's way that's better than the franchise deserves. <laughs> book of Jackals. Hey, Kato. delete that one from. We'll just get a hold on to that. Our one. book. I uh, know a podcast that's going to be the Scorpion King book of Souls. Holy shit! Book of Souls. Oh god! You have the right to listen to forty-five more minutes of this podcast. Patrick, real quick. Yeah. I forgot to take notes on it, but there was a moment <laughs> in which I was like, Patrick, this seems shitty. And then you had to break it to me that this was not just shitty. It was, in fact, Outriders? What are you talking about? What? The Scorpion King? What are we talking Apparently about? Apparently it was Kingdom Hearts. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh motherfucker. No, this is part of a larger takeaway. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I actually find endearing about the Square Enix press conference was mm-hmm. that Rob had this revelation about halfway through. It was after the Final Fantasy stuff. It was the midst of the Dragon uh, uh, Quest Builders 2 stuff no. was that these trailers are not made for anyone no. except for the people they are made for. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like it is it, like it was specifically the Final <clears throat> Fantasy uh, the, the MMO trailer where it was just like the words that are happening on the screen are not meant to make any sense to anyone that doesn't already have there's 300 hours the, there's invested. There's that thing at the end of the trailer that got like such a huge crowd reaction and sorry Nick it was something like the gods Higaden and the quest Rot- for truth. Rotark are they're not gods they're primals and the crowd went fucking batshit <laughs> and I'm like Cool. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, no, specifically, it was during the Kingdom Hearts trailer in which there was no actual voice acting. There was just oh, weird oh, text. Oh, I'm in the screen. That ruled. Rob, Rob, Rob looks at me and goes like, "This seems really bad." And I was like, "Rob, Terrible. that's just Kingdom Hearts." Yeah. <laughs> the, the, I love that because. Sorry, I love that because it's actually a nice callback to some earlier stuff that happened in Kingdom Hearts. If you Wait, remember, if you well, yeah, because if you remember at the end of Kingdom Hearts two, there are the like four fucking trailers for the next game or whatever the or sorry, end of Kingdom Hearts one. Oh, there's yes. like the trailers yeah, for the next yeah. game, and in a couple of them, it has the characters don't speak, but they have words appear on screen oh. that say like mm-hmm. what they're saying, and then you could unlock a second, even more secret ending that had like. I the thought you said scene. you didn't like Kingdom Hearts. No, 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 no. I love Kingdom Hearts. Because you sold me on it, and now wait, I did am you in- go deep after we sold you on it? I, oh, I guess you don't know this. Yeah, I've played every Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, okay, Since not- lore reasons? To, yeah, yeah, because of lore we reasons. We found the person lore reasons before. <laughs> okay, I didn't play. I didn't play all all of them, but okay. I I downloaded the like mega pack, the hundred dollar thing on PS4. Yeah. And oh right, I, yeah. The collection. I played set, through yeah. like uh, I'd say like thirty percent mm-hmm. of Kingdom Hearts one. I played all of Kingdom Hearts two. I played. The first campaign of Birth by Sleep, um, I played... I watched the video games, sure. the, yes. the ones that are just videos. 
Um, uh, and then, uh, you mean the Gilms? Yeah, the Gilms. Thank the you. Gilms, the Gilms. Thank you. Uh, okay. And then I played the the Aqua 2.8. I played. Uh, wow, you did it all. I, I tried to do it all. I tried to do as much as I could. I burnt out on a couple of the the 3DS ones that were ported. Dream Drop yeah. Distance. Yeah, Dream Drop Distance, yeah. which I, I'm sure they're cool. Three five eight. Whatever. Or, this is totally yeah. pointless. Uh, but yes, they. I am now. <laughs> The, the funniest part is I get to Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I wish we could see Rob's face. I get to Kingdom Hearts 3. I fucking start losing my shit at how good everyone looks. And then I like stalled out. And now I'm like I'm like a little bit midway through Kingdom Hearts 3. And I haven't like gone back You're to good. It. It's just a bunch of Disney bullshit. And then you <laughs> watch some cutscenes at the end. But yeah. you remember what I was saying to Rob? That, like, I also haven't listened to the last lore reasons. Because I was like, I don't, I don't want to get spoiled. Right. Well, maybe it will be motivation Spoilers for you to finish. Real. Oh, it is. Oh, it is my motivation. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Siz in the chat says, remember when Austin said they radicalized people on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm radical now. Well, anyway, we I do think... A, we were aiming for a certain direction, and sometimes <laughs> you watched, aim an arrow, and it hits somewhere it hits else. somewhere else. And by the way, like, I wasn't saying, like, that no. Kingdom Hearts itself, like, no, looks no, shitty. No, it's no, just, no. The way no, that was presented oh, was so idiosyncratic. It's so weird. This it the, looked like unfinished, yes. like cutscene. Like, it was. It was like, also was. true. I'm sure it was. It will be finished I in keep... three months, five months. Okay. It's, it's, it was not even winter. It was not even later 2019. It was winter. Yeah. Also, was... this this might just be a gap in my lore knowledge, but I thought it was someone with more knowledge of Kingdom Hearts probably knows this, but I don't know why they Kato. said we don't know who Zigbar is because we do know who Zigbar but is. Do we? Greg. Kato? Yeah. No, but do well, we? Well, Luxor doesn't know. Luxor doesn't. Okay, fair. Well, also, the Master of Masters is there and there is some shit in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, you're right. There is some shit in Kingdom Hearts 3. I know, I know. Wait, you haven't, so you don't even, there's he doesn't some, even know. Oh, he doesn't even know. No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. Oh, he hasn't seen the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he doesn't know. Anyway. Yo. Anyway. Speaking of people being radicalized, I watched that happen to Patrick tonight. <laughs> that was, I think, the opposite. I think that was scales yeah. falling from the eyes. I think yes. there was a deep belief in a god who wasn't real. Do you oh. want to set up what your what video game you think it was like about? the confrontation with man's un- insignificance? Yes, which is being Speaking a Final of insignificance. Eight fan, <laughs> okay. right? Patrick, you have been you've been humbled. You were the the leader of the Final Fantasy Eight Defense Force. Yeah, you I, and Cameron, Cameron Tunzelman. Yeah. It's it's uh, I uh, uh, it's when my coming online in a certain way for like caring about games when I was talking about Final Fantasy VII, yes. where it's like wow stories, <clears throat> and then like I was like in it to a certain degree that I wasn't before. So Final Fantasy VIII was like all right, full attention. Like I am fucking ready for this. And Final Fantasy VIII is just such a weird, strange game mechanically. Like it's a game where you can you are equipping magic to different parts of your abilities if you equip death to strength you just max out your strength and just kill everything in the world you can break that game completely completely like to a degree that it's it's hard to tell whether it was anticipated by the designers or a glitch and the patches didn't exist back then right um but either way like and the story is just like just so weird and just the squall is such a strange character it's just I have such a deep fondness for that game specifically. When was the last time you went back and like played it at all? Not since like then. Then that era. You yeah. maybe played it like one one and a half times or something. But also but... like wanted a reason to play it. There's right. no way to do so because it has been the game continually excluded in the revival of Final Fantasies or ports like 
because eight of that. is the one like yeah. literally lit- earlier this year uh, when they were announced all the Switch stuff and like we're putting yeah. out the classic Final Fantasy for the PS1 all of them. era. Seven, everything nine, ten. except for eight. <laughs> yeah. Now there is a long-standing rumor that hasn't like a ton of substantiation, but would make a lot of sense that like they lost a lot of the source code for eight, and that that has made it difficult to like make a part of these collections. And there's a reason that it hasn't been included in that stuff. But anyway, like having seen seven and seven, a game that I love, but eight being like the game that's in my heart, I was like, oh, I had heard ahead of time there was a remaster for eight, and I was like, okay, so set your expectations accordingly. Remake and remaster mean different things. Yeah. And but then when I heard the music, like the the the, the there are like a couple of quintessential Final Fantasy eight tracks. It's my favorite of the Final Fantasy music. Like I will still listen to like the orchestrated versions right. of like eight soundtrack uh-huh. when I write and stuff like that. Um. And like the, uh, I don't even know who the artist is, but I know the song "Eyes on Me." Like I mm. used to know it, um, and is a wonderful track where uh, you know uh, there's a dance sequence uh, midway through that game. Um, anyway, I just I would love to see that game like with better fidelity. And instead, what I got was like I was like, oh, this is just like the before shot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's a good song. It's yeah, good it's song. a great song. I, I um, well, it's funny because you say that, but like that's what all the other ports were. Like they're not like yes. the, like the the, yes. the 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 seven port, the the nine port, the ten port, the eleven and. 12, but they're called or, or ports, 12. and so yeah. like when I the yeah. term remaster, or they're called remasters, right? Right. Yeah. Like it, I don't know. It, like and again, it's a PS one game. Like the gap between like what is it? Again, I haven't revisited that game mm-hmm. since the PS one, so my gap in is reasonable. Like my original reaction when people were kind of coming at me on Twitter I was like well look dude like there was a PS1 game and like if you haven't revisited it since do? then <laughs> like there's a like limited go ahead Rob actually I think you've been given a gift <laughs> think about it yes we think just had this it. conversation about Final uh-huh. Fantasy 7 about yeah. like how everything about that game has to be reinterpreted through the lens of this game's retrospective significance sure Final Fantasy 7 Final Fantasy 8 is a weird game and there are parts of it that like just don't make sense. They feel like they almost belong to different games, different yes. realities. Like I don't subscribe to the Squall is Dead theory, but like to oh, me, oh, but I be, love the Squall is Dead theory, right? And to me, like even it's also very long. <laughs> when I didn't know about that theory, the ending of that game still felt so strange mm-hmm. and unsettling. It mm-hmm. felt like this meditation on mortality and are happy endings really possible for these <laughs> characters? Like, really, do you think that's the universe we live in? Right. And I'm kind of glad that this version of Final Fantasy VIII that we're getting isn't going to be altered that way. Right. It isn't going to be like, oh, you know, what we need to yeah. do now is like reinvent that story and retell it. Because so I don't know that you, meant it to. especially that one, it's so disjointed and strange that I don't like revisiting it would be like a such a fundamental restructuring of how well, you even tell it. And it's a story that ends in this kind of like limbo space. There's no, set, there's no like if you thought Final Fantasy VII was like its cliffhanger ish ending is unsatisfying. Final Fantasy VIII has like just a billion loose threads that it has no interest. In what telling was you. this? How right. did time work in this? Right. And also, again, you should read Cameron Kunzelman's piece on it mm-hmm. and what its like final argument is about like what the villain is trying to achieve and sort of their their worldview uh, and and what that says about how we regard life. Who knew an but, orphanage could be so important? Also, uh, yeah. this remaster does not look that bad. 
No, so I looking think it, at this shit, I think it looks as good as you can do a a no no polygon uh, adding. You know, like I no, think polygons but, yeah. are added here. I really I, there's there's glare in this room. Yeah, okay. but like I'm gonna slide this over to. Patrick. I mean, it, it looks good. Appraisal. Mm -hmm. This is what this is what he used Squall, to Squall used boy, to look like. My silent teenage son that you can see that is just you sad can, and doesn't want to talk. Yeah, and why whatever. does he have to talk? You know, sometimes an ellipsis oh is enough. You should just interpret what I'm saying. You can see his irises. Those I think it's weird that you're my teacher and you seem to be hitting on me. Yeah. Uh, that teacher was hot, though. Had a thing for that teacher man. in that era. Like, Patrick Clapper is canceled. Patrick uh, is canceled. Point is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, no, he's not Mrs. Miss whatever the, the, the hell her name is. He's Archie in this scenario. Uh, anyway. Said, it's yeah. uh, Miss Grundy. Miss Grundy. That uh, Cerveza. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> Rip to real one. <laughs> Bleep that, Otto. Okay, I will. But like, but to that point, like, sort of the denouement of that game. It's kind of weird and unsettling because the way we remember it are these kind of like shitty, like they're evocative PS One graphics, but also they're kind of shitty. Yes, they're a little bit shitty, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure I want to see the massively reimagined, re-rendered version yeah. of like. What the finale of that game looks like. You are giving the you are being given the gift of vagueness. And right? I guess I will say, as someone that has always felt like aggrieved at like the reverence given to seven, the yes. reverence given to nine, when I've always felt like nine is like, uh, oh, uh, uh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, it, the reason I wrote my I was like, oh nine, like, and this is because it yeah. came after eight. And I was like, oh. Here's the bullshit nostalgic play. It was like, yo, just play six. You don't but need that this. But that isn't what I know. I know. I'm just yeah, saying, as someone that. like yeah, was yeah, there yeah, for yeah, the yeah. arc of those right, games, right. I was like, oh, so the weird experimental one that does something different, like everyone puts up their hand and goes like, I didn't like that one. It's it, like, oh, well, here's the one with the mages and the wizards. And it's like, oh, here it is. We go back to the classic Final Fantasy. Mages okay. and wizards. Okay, I, I know it's <laughs> I know times. it's late, I'm drunk, and this is probably why I'm bringing this up. So in my head, though, like these two things are very closely connected. I had a friend, a friend of mine, Colin, who ended up, over the course of like one year, introduced me to two things. Okay. Final Fantasy VIII and Revolutionary Girl Utena. And they were two things that basically by that point, like I just kind of trusted his media recommendations implicitly. Like he got me in the sieve, right. for instance. This is like that friend, right? That yeah, is like yeah. into a bunch of cool shit. And these were kind of the two weird recommendations. I was like, I don't fully get where this is going, but to an extent, like, Revolu like Revolutionary Girl Utena and Final Fantasy VIII still inhabit the space of a thing that like, I didn't fully comprehend. There were things I couldn't fully like grasp, right? Yeah. There were concepts brought up that like they weren't sort of the plot driven, like you know, A to B to C to D to happy ending to to a sort of conclusion, a a, a resolution. Mm. They were things that like raised questions and let like made you feel uncomfortable and unsettled, and you didn't have the answers for them. And so I have this soft spot for FFA because it arrived at the same point that like Utena did. And to an extent, you know, whenever you have that, you encounter that first work to make you feel that way, in this sort of sad way, you end up spending the rest of your adult life thinking about that moment yeah. and yeah. thinking about those texts. Yeah. I, I, I do think like, yes, I am a nine stan, sorry, but I do think that it is the interesting middle child. Like literally it was the middle child of the, of the, yeah. the PlayStation games. It was the... I think they were attempting to both recapture the fire of seven, which numerically I don't think they did, but right. like, but they 
we're also trying to advance that story. Like we mentioned earlier, the way that they kind of, uh, the the proportions were more humanistic, right? Uh, and I think that like straight up, that's probably more important than we can really give it credit to is that like, as you mentioned, that flattens one layer of metaphor, yeah. which makes it really interesting. And yet, yeah. this is also the game who in its final moments potentially blows up the the reliability uh, of yeah, yeah. that of that realness, right? It says like, wait a second, how much of this? If you look up like the squall is dead theory, right, yes. which requires you to go spoil yourself on this game, but it's fascinating. Um, it's like, wait a second, are is this game actually working on multiple layers? And I just don't recognize it because it's being presented in not high definition, but high fidelity. You I, know, I think in many ways this is this was it. It feels like a sophomore album, but it was their eighth album. Yeah. <laughs> but, sure. but yeah. that's what yeah, it feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. But yes. except that for that, except for that, that generation of creators uh-huh. in the canon of like Final Fantasy, like it really was. Yes, a sophomore. Right. What did you what? say? Nothing. <laughs> you said Pinkerton. All I know is I'm going to go upstairs tonight and download Final Fantasy twelve oh, on the Switch. The one you that know, I've never played. I want to play that one. And I, also I, I, play I played the beginning of it last year, like two years ago when it came out, and got like, you know, 12 hours in and then got distracted by something. I want to play that game so bad. It's the one it's that the looks one, like Star Wars. It's the one that looks... It's the one that is Star Wars. Star Wars. All those characters are just Star Wars <laughs> characters. Those are factions and politics. It's an Ivalice. I sure. care about Ivalice. That's the good place. I like that place. That's the Final Fantasy Tactics place. That is the Final Fantasy Tactics place. I fucking love video hey, games. Hey, were there any video other... Video games are good. <laughs> Rob, but not games? all of them, maybe. <laughs> right. Were there any other games that we should talk about? <laughs> Interesting I, that you I should... Hang on. You, so, you think... You can't remember you think of anything else? Let's see if we can... Okay, I'm going to close this. <sighs> yeah, what's left to talk yeah, about? Yeah, wait. There Are we was... closing this? I, mean, I, I can tell you, but I'm not going to spoil... Yeah, yeah, you're good. No, there this was, is a thought experiment. There's a Dragon Quest... Um, that happened. Already called, already Dragon Quest 11, 11, 11. 11. On, yeah, no, there there's, a... believe me, there is the other one. Can we go one. around and see if we can name one? Well, Dragon Quest 11, I don't have anything to say about it. That game came out already. Yeah, I, I Kato, what else happened at this event? Don't look at a list. I'm not looking at wait, a list. Wait, wait, are we doing a, that or are we talking about Dragon Quest 11? We don't need to talk about no. Dragon Quest oh, okay, 11. Then, okay, then never mind. What else was there at this event? I, there is one Zombies. Thing. Oh, yeah. Wait, that was Outrider. No, 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 no. no. Wait, was, was Sniper? No, that was the PC game. That was show. a PC gaming. Oh, well, never mind. I yeah. fucked up. <laughs> also, they're not Nazi Zombie Army anymore, but that's weird. They're yeah. dead. The entire thing's weird. They're calling it Z- Zombie, Zombie Army. Army 4. Wait, so wait, yeah. that was dead PC, War. not uh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> Crystal Chronicles. Crystal Chronicles. That's cool. Sure. And Switch. There's a new Gashapon, uh, Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, something else. Is is that? Does it? It looked like Tactics to me. It's yeah. Is it Tactics? Is just Tactics. <laughs> I love this. It's uh, it's a tactics gotcha pawn. It's called War of the Visions, it and they talked about it for like twenty minutes. And Elon Musk v Todd Howard. Every single War of the character. Um, I'm so mad that that's happening. Yeah, we don't have time for that. Uh, we don't have time for that because uh, we're gonna that watch happened. it. Happened. Then there was. Do we? Can we? Talk? Wait. <laughs> you just realized what it was. No, no, no. There is. What if the Todd Howard Elon Musk conversation? Was more like the Jordan Peterson Zizek. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All right, we're moving on. Okay, uh, there there was a big one. Can we talk about the big one? Okay, so you remembered it? No. Oh, oh well, we, ooh, ooh, yeah. Wait, the big one. Wait a second. What? You mean? So you, hold on. Wait, did you Don't say what it is. I won't, I won't. Do you mean Oninaki? 
the latest from Tokyo RPG <laughs> Factory, makers of I Am Setsuna no. and Lost Spheres. Do you mean? There was also like three more remakes that I forgot about. Romancing Saga Thank is you. coming. There were we don't need those, to hit right? that. Huh? They're, they, they're doing multiple remakes of those? The, right. Sure. I, <laughs> fuck if I know. Saga Scarlet Grace. Shenmue. Uh, Shenmue happened. That was, that was the morning show. Fuck! Also, oh, wait, I, right. I was buying a jewel when this was going on. Well... I was Great. in a car. Oh, a jewel like a vape. Yeah. Not a jewel like a... <laughs> I was that, buying a well, sacred point emerald. Out. That, was, that was hours later, Kata. You bought a jewel, but you were told to buy a charger. Yeah. And then you got a receipt after paying, and you went, that seems wildly expensive for what I was supposed to get. <laughs> but and I don't you know, didn't jewels? return it. You didn't question <laughs> you just it. Kept you just brought it. Natalie needed a charger. Well, it came, the thing came with a charger. Okay. Yeah. Expense reports. Oni, Oniniki... Onimusha. Fine. Whatever. Those games have been okay. Yeah, they're fine. They're um, fine. I, I they are nostalgia plays. They are like, did you like those Final Fantasy games? games? Which is fine because someone wants to play those. Um, and then the big one. Uh, the big one. Can we talk about the big yeah, one? Yoko Taro came out and yeah. he said, Austin said, Walker. Austin Walker, we're making Nier Automata 2. It's called Nier 2 Tamana. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't get to Nier Automata. You couldn't get to Nier Automata. No. You couldn't. It's, it's nearly 2 a.m. Nier 2 Tomatoes. Nier. Anyway, um, no, uh, Marvel's Avengers. Marvel's Avengers. Wait, this was the big one? <sighs> yes. Well,. They wanted it to be. They sure, they sure did. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. Oh, that's different. Can I can I say I've been playing a lot of PS4 Spider-Man from two Dun years ago or whatever yeah. when that came out last, um, last year. That's what I meant. Dante's that far ahead. Yep. We're all over to 2019. <laughs> 2020. Baby. Dante's over to 2020. Vision 2020. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I believe that Spider-Man PS4 is a game with a lot of faults that I have a lot of issues with it. Um, I also was. The type of person who hundred percented Arkham Knight, which I do bring up every single time I can. Thank you. Um, and I think that Spider-Man PS4 scratches that itch perfectly. Sure. It is that type of game. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Spider-Man PS4 also has cool things like good characterization. I like all this. It should be the bar, I think, of what we con of what constitutes a good superhero game. And it's really wild to me that the Avengers felt like in that early in what we've seen. Not that good. <laughs> I was like, this seems fine. It does not seem as good as Spider-Man, which seems odd because this probably has more funding. And it's the Avengers. It's the biggest thing on the planet. Yeah. Like, what? I don't know. I. It seemed perfectly passable. I actually really What liked was it? it. Tell me anything about Avengers that you're not drawing on previous knowledge or oh. rumors or leaks what is marvel's avengers they do break it game? down they they broke it down they said it's in that trailer no in the in the talk after. i'm talking about that trailer oh i'm talking about that presentation shit if i know uh, this is my problem with it it's about the avengers you play as the avengers that's all i know do you yeah that's what they said okay all of them so here's the deal <laughs> here's the fucking score the avengers are gathered to celebrate a little yeah. party to themselves. Oh, yeah. They're like happy it's a Avengers day. day. Somehow somebody's like a day is a good idea. That that's a that that's a, that's great. a holiday that every like that's not gonna become a weird good. meme. I love the scene in Age of Ultron. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, it looks Ooh, like keep in mind it's set in San Francisco. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, Hub Famous. Yeah. It's the West Coast <laughs> Avengers. Come on. 
Yeah, those are different people. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Believe me, I know, Kato. <laughs> Rob is sorry, Rob. <laughs> no, I mean Stasis. Look, you put, it looked you put, like it looked like Kel Kestis or whatever the fuck his name is from Star Wars did Force Slow on you. <laughs> I was gonna drag you in front of a blaster bolt. I was just thinking, like, how immediately cool this would have been if, like, Kate Bishop showed up. Yeah, that anyway. would have been cool. Would have been sick. You know who else would have been sick? Squirrel Girl. Okay. A all right. Well, all right. We all have or Vision. <laughs> uh, but the point is, well, Vision, you really need a visual novel. Uh, that's not a pun. That's just, like, the facts. Uh-huh, anyway, yeah, uh-huh. Kate, the point is, yes, yes. Uh, so they're like, happy A-Day to us. Let's invite our friend, our friend, the helicarrier over. What <laughs> which, we, which we powered with a new cool battery. Yeah, what I guess it's like we're drunk. Like hit that button, go hit the hella button. Like here it is. Yo, Bruce. I Bruce hit the button. Hit the button. Oh my god, you're getting so are surprised. Are you being serious? Is this the trailer we watched? Yeah. Yeah. It's this been is so it. Long and then they they're powering this. the helicarrier by a weird new battery. Right. And then they're on the they're on the Golden Gate Bridge, being like, "Avengers are awesome, Helicarriers are awesome," and then it fucking explodes <laughs> and crashes into San Francisco and obliterates it, but not some of its signature landmarks because no, you gotta be able to recognize yeah. that it's San Francisco. That I don't remember. This is how this happened. Well, also, there, 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 there were the enemies showing up at the yeah, stats. Okay. Yes. See, in my what mind, you remember I was like, is the fight on the bridge. There's a lot of congestion on the bridge. Yeah. What I had thought was that Which there had, to be had been a fight, <laughs> yes, and that correct. they were like, "We really need a helicarrier because it has superpowers too." I guess it's got guns, probably. They're just going to. I mean, kill it leveled people. the city, like, you know. Right. Oh, it did. The and then the helicarrier crashes uh, while this fight's happening. It kills a bunch of people. And then was people, any of that gameplay? No. Well, no. no there are definitely was. scenes that feel like this the is fighting. This is the like tutorial to yeah. explain you like basic powers of all of it's these. It's like, creatures. oh, Iron Man is flying, yeah. and then you said the creatures. Did. Well, but yeah. then <laughs> compared, people, having so, Tony Stark <laughs> is a fucking creature in my sure. opinion. Then <laughs> so fickle yeah. is human nature ah, that fool you drop one fucking helicarrier on people's city, and they suddenly think. <laughs> You guys and no landmarks be, were taken out. Let's yeah. be clear. I mean, the windows were blown out, and Those like, are all the residential buildings were destroyed. But like the cheese graters there, yeah. uh, whatever Home that Gate is. Bridge is still fine. Yeah. Well, uh, no, that I, seemed like it had a giant explosion. Right <laughs> but That's the point fine. is, uh, so people are like, "What if the Avengers are like not all that?" And the Avengers are like, "What?" Well, then I guess we'll go. And yeah. it's like five years later. Yeah. And. Everyone's like, the Avengers are still needed, but the band is broken up. So you get the best part, which is getting the band back together. Yeah, that's that's the best part. That, that is, is the best part. It is, okay, for all the things that I am very critical about this game, yeah, here we that go. is one of my favorite tropes in any media ever. <laughs> so what if so, the band sucks? No, yeah, the band doesn't. Are suck. you telling me that a band full of Nolan North as either fucking? <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have who to, is he? Tell me which one it is. We're gonna have to back up the train a little you bit. You tell here. me who Nolan North is Nolan right now. I'll give you five dollars out of my pocket. Nolan North. He is. <laughs> Rob has no computer in front of him. <laughs> he is Tony Stark. 
Yes. He's Tony Stark. Is he's he? Tony Stark. He's, he's Tony, Tony Stark. Stark. Then the other one. Troy, Troy Baker, Baker. Who is he? Is the incredible. Ho- well, no, he's Bruce Banner. Damn, he got he's it. He's Bruce is that true? Banner. Yeah, that is yeah, true. No, wait, then true. who is the other third guy? No, wait. who? I thought he was Cap. I'm checking. I Game thought spot Troy, Troy Baker right was Cap. Now. Here I'm, we go. Travis Willingham. Who did you say that Nolan North was? Tony Stark. Tony Stark. Five dollars yes, to you. Correct. Then you said Troy Baker as Bruce, is Banner. Bruce Banner. You got that one also because they're okay. homies in every game. They yeah, got him like Travis William. He's the Hulk. Thor. In your world, no, Thor. No. I love your world where they're like, we got money to burn, baby. Also, they all look like Thor. It's we the weird thing. We need someone to go. Ah. It's one thirty. Okay, yeah. Thor. I think yes. Laura Bailey is Black Widow, mm-hmm. and Jeff Sheen, who I don't know, as Cap. All of those actors seemed very jazzed for their roles, and I appreciate that. Um, it That's not exactly enough to get me hyped for the game, but uh, Square Enix sure thought it would be, because they showed them a lot. So wait. Any true believers out here? <sighs> yes, me. Also, I love that they, I, I love that they fucking had a full, like... This character does this moment. Like, they were like, and you'll play as Captain America, who's really good at S.H.I.E.L.D. And then, like, <laughs> and they did that for every single character as if, again, as, using, if, as if the Avengers aren't the biggest thing on the planet right now. They're pretty big. They're also, pretty fucking big. We know it was Kato who noted this. Their logos just look like old rock band instruments. They're also using... Obviously, they are they are branched from the MCU. This is not MCU related. They are using different symbols for a lot of the characters. Instead of Iron Man's arc reactor, we see a, a, kind of an old style Iron Man comic face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, things like that, which are like they're trying to give a new identity to these characters, which I think is cool. I think I think the best, sure, the best, the I'm fine with that. The Spider Man, yeah, yeah. they did that. They they gave a new identity to these characters. Well, and in some ways, this is a test for it is. Marvel in a weird way, which is like. People love the MCU, mm-hmm. but do they love Iron Man? Do they really love Iron Man in the way that they love yeah. Or do Batman? they love Robert Downey Jr.? Or do they love Robert Downey Jr.? People love Batman to a degree. Yeah. You could do Batman every decade for the rest of our lives and reinterpret it for the time. Yeah. And a percentage of those, I would say a greater than half would be well-received as long as it was executed pretty well. Yep. Maybe there are some where it's like, this isn't the right time for Batman. It doesn't, we don't, doesn't stick the landing. But like Batman is, has made it as a cultural icon that we can return to again and again and reinterpret. Has Iron Man done that? Has Thor done that? Has Captain America done that? And this is an interesting test of that. I will say my initial response to just seeing all those characters lined up was like, those don't look like the people I was crying yeah. about in Endgame. That's... Which is not that. Mo- which is not this game's fault, no. right? Like, right. It doesn't make any sense that they would be modeled after those actors. It's both impractical and also doesn't make sense for it to allow to establish its own visual identity. But I cannot help as like someone that's like deeply invested in the MCU to be like, I just went through all that with them, and this is a little strange. And I was talking with Rob about this as we were watching that trailer. I was like. The whole uh, one of the main arcs of the entire like twenty two film MCU is like the like conflict between like uh, Tony and uh, 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 and and Captain America and mm-hmm. like that finishes off in Endgame right yeah, yeah. and so for like one of like the big like let, let me tell you what's gonna happen in this game is Ugh. them having problems with one another here's what I'll, here's my argument against that though sure 
they actually resolved all of that really shittily in the MCU. Like, if you had a game where genuinely... Like, think about it. Uh, so they have a scene in the, in the trailer that is literally... Uh, a kind of reenactment of the arguments that we saw in Age of Ultron between sure. Banner and right. Stark. Yeah. But here, there's at least the chance that that can become a driving, dramatic sure. yeah. like yes. arc yes. rather than a scene that happens and then everyone and has a to lot team of up and just beat the can shit I give out you, of right. Can I give you a counter-argument? Yeah. This game has multiplayer co-op. And if I have a level 32 Bruce I Banner, so after that cutscene where they get into an argument, we are going to go on a raid together or whatever the fuck. And that cutscene isn't going to matter at all. This yeah. is the ultimate problem with this game for me is, okay, conceptually, the idea of like, oh, it's like a 40-hour game where you get to like actually grow with the Avengers as they go through different stuff. Sounds great. Incredible. I'm totally on board. You know what makes that makes me not on board? When all of those Avengers are controlled by my dipshit friends, like that's not fun. I don't. You know what it reminds me of? Hey Dante, Anthem. it reminds me of Anthem. I tell you, Dante, if you were in the real Avengers, the other Avenger would also be controlled by your dipshit friends. I know, <laughs> I know. But here's the thing: it reminded me of Anthem, and not just because Iron Man, obviously, but like I think that I think that it reminded me of Anthem because Anthem had that same sort of. I could not subsume myself in the story of yeah. Anthem because it was multiplayer yeah. and it didn't really have any mechanisms to fix that. And my worry is that this game is basically just going to be like, all right, let's go do the raid. All right, bring your Iron Man. And then we're all going to like do the, the bridge battle. And then we're going to watch the cutscene. But someone's already seen the cutscene, so they're going to skip out of it. So their character's just going to be spinning <laughs> around in a circle or what the fuck ever. And then I'm going to be like, what the fuck does this matter? All this is cardboard bullshit because you aren't willing to commit to the fact that this is a yeah. story that has stakes. And that worries me, right. really. <laughs> like, it really does. And this is the other weird thing. So I think it's easier to make an Iron Man game or Black Widow game or yeah. a Thor game than is making an Avengers game because yes. the thing is once you say it's an Avengers story the proper medium for that is a visual novel or an adventure game or something like that where it's like basically yeah. like what's good about the Avengers oh the stage play part of it where mm -hmm. like these characters with like godlike powers like argue and discuss and debate their own significance and their relationship to the events of the story mm -hmm. the least interesting part of it is the fights watch the me fights. throw this tank yeah like, or even in the, the adventure game uh, analogy is good here because the thing about a great comic or a great a great comic book movie or superhero movie is like watch me throw this tank in a new and interesting way, yeah. not watch me use my level three tank throw ability oh thirty times. And I love I actually really have a deep fondness for the X Men Legends and and Marvel. Ultimate I'm Alliance excited games. for Marvel Ultimate Alliance three but on Switch. I am, yeah. But what I'm not excited for is the story in Marvel Ultimate Alliance three on yeah. Switch. Right. They know that what they're making is an arcadey kind of Diablo style Just beat them up. Exactly. Beat them up exactly, and not something that's supposed to pull on heartstrings and make me think deeply about the relationship between Bruce Banner and Tony Stark. It just, it just, it just feels like such a missed. It, it feels like the the goals of the mechanics. <laughs> I thought you meant the game missed. Oh yeah, it feels like missed. <laughs> I love no, pulling levers in Avengers game. <laughs> well, what I what I mean is, I think it feels like I think they had. I would love to see this game good. It was also a bad me. trailer. It was, like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was edited very poorly to the point where people are questioning, did we see gameplay? Look, I know. And people are taking out GIFs oh. being like, oh, actually, that part seemed real, yeah. Rob. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's coming out May 2020. So, like, what That's we time, saw, yeah. probably that not that far off from what we're going to get. Well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to no, see May it next tomorrow, yeah, I next think. Year. Um, yeah, are you going to see it, see it? I am also they seeing it. They said gameplay yeah. was on the floor. Yeah. I'm also seeing it. I'm very curious. I, 
I, I want to see the structure because like the rumor yes. ahead of yeah. time uh, about this game and what I had heard continue yeah. mm-hmm. continue was that there were like service like elements yes. in which like that informed an idea that maybe it will be a destiny like in which like yeah. rather than being Iron Man you can be an Iron Man influenced character which would explain why you'd be like finding loot and going mm-hmm. on like perpetual missions so far this seems like that is not this at all that maybe that exists more in an online space but they're not talking about that part but there's actually like a very traditional strict campaign with like the main Avengers characters in which you're going to go on an adventure and then something connects afterwards I just came away even yes May is a long way away but not that far away to come away with like the basic structure like is this an online like Anthem for all its faults was like pretty specific about like what it was going to be yes. to a fault yeah. um, early on to a disappointing degree. This came and I was like, I don't... I don't know like, what I, You made me watch a tutorial where I couldn't tell the difference between the, the CG and the real-time gameplay. And even once we got past that, I don't know what I do in this game, which is then a failure of like the presentation and pitch because you can't just be... You can be the character just because so many comic book games have been awful um that's just not enough anyway what if, what are you fucking weaseling over here so i first i was like what was that game <laughs> that had a february release date that we uh-huh. didn't see gameplay of because i was thinking like, adventures is out yes. in may or whatever right. whatever you said whatever bullshit that game is out in yeah i was like oh wow right. i thought i was being attacked there <laughs> it's for God, a moment it's gods and monsters was out right uh correct i remember oh fe- yeah and we were like wow that's soon that's <laughs> soon there's no gameplay what the fuck and then earlier in this podcast the tears what i was laughing about in this podcast is like i bet tomorrow there'll be like stories up about the behind the closed doors demo of that game we've been podcasting <laughs> for so long that that story is up. <laughs> Hell Phil, yeah, dude. Phil, what is that game? Uh, F- Phil Hornshaw over on GameSpot. I uh, saw, saw this game behind sure. closed doors. This is the game that Ubisoft closed with that people were comparing to Breath of the Wild. But is like, it Breath of the Wild? I, well, I'll read it to you. Gameplay looks... So, okay, so... Uh, Guns and Monsters, this is a quote. It's a tale of mythology, but we often confuse, confuse mythology and fantasy. Mythology is not fantasy. Mythology is, a ca- is cautionary tales and lessons in philosophy. It's been given an oral tradition earlier on from a generation for over 3,000 years. Now it's coming back to us, okay. says uh, Dumont, who is on this game. Uh, gameplay looks similar to what was on offer in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Oh. This story went up Same overnight. developer, right? Same developer. Assassin's Creed Odyssey says the story because... because <laughs> Oh my God. Assassin's <laughs> colon Creed Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the reasons I was laughing. Which I'm not laughing at Phil. I am a little bit, but this is what happens. You, you have a fucking, copy. Well, you have a midnight like do midnight like a deadline copy. to Jesus fucking file Christ. copy. You write Assassin's Creed. And someone on Twitter says there's a typo in your story. And you're you like, thank cool, you. I'll go fix and you say it. actually like thank you for yeah. pointing yeah. that out. Yeah. Like yeah. I do every it's time. Also like everyone PSA, makes typos. Just DM it. Just like, DM it. DMs are open. That's Please the better way to do it. Please let me know when I have a typo. Yes. It happens even with three editors. Yep. Uh, but with new abilities like double jumping, a magical glider, and an uppercut move that can fling you into the air to attack flying creatures, Dumont and Cote say that freeform exploration and risky traversal were key elements of the game. You can climb a whole lot of things in God and Monsters, just like climb. in Assassin's Creed, although what you can do in both traversing the world and in combat is dictated by a stamina meter, more like Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Giant creatures to fight like Cyclopses and Harpies create over-the-top mythological feel Ubisoft is going for. Dumont said that the Island of the Blessed is populated by monsters working for Typhon, and you'll interact mm-hmm. with various characters and quest givers, <laughs> including <laughs> folks like Zeus. There are six biomes. Okay. You know, interact with Greek myths. Fuck yeah. Um, 
et cetera, et cetera. Here's the bit that I was also laughing. This is the sentence that I was laughing at. Uh, You'll do things to God monsters that are a lot like the activities in Assassin's Creed, like collect new armor to increase your stats or earn uh, increases to your stamina gauge. But the reason Gods and Monsters exists is that it offers Dumont Cote and the and the developers at Ubisoft to do the things they couldn't otherwise do in Ubisoft's flagship franchise. Quote, for example, I want to double jump in the air and punch that harpy in the face, you know? <laughs> in Assassin's Creed, that would not be believable. <laughs> in this game, totally believable. Yeah. I want to kick a monster across the ocean, bang. I want to do it, right? So those are the things we want to make sure that we push. <laughs> okay. February yeah. 25th, 2020. Sure, dude. Rest I- of the while. you <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like uh, I, I would love for there to be more Breath of the Wild likes. I Bolt likes. Bot will likes. Bot, bot will likes. Give me, I, that, give me that creedy. I actually just finished Breath of the Wild like last week for the first good. time. I like it's a game. good game. A um, I, I think that game looked really interesting. Uh, Gods and Monsters. Like yeah, visually, visually from what we saw yeah. of it. Yeah, it's but, cartoonish and bright. Yeah, I like that. We'll That's see. fair. Cool. And we, we need to see a lot more of the Avengers because we just didn't I see want, enough. We'll, revi- we'll revisit it once I've, I'm going to see like I'm, a thing where like, yeah, I'm going to see, see like a, it too. <laughs> a long presentation. Yeah. There's like a Q&A part. Right. So. And it's a shitty thing. Like there's an element of just theater criticism with all the E3 yep. stuff. Of, Absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. for all I know, that game's fucking amazing, but they didn't present it in a scintillating and enough way. And what does they mean, right? Like, like yeah, is right. it the developer? Is the, it is the, it Marvel? Cut the, is it the Square? Like, is it Eidos? Like that? that's a weird company. And, yeah. like, it's hard to pin down. Yeah, no. I would play the shit out of the Avengers Oxenfree type game. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's just, like, fucking... Okay, again, again, I've said this for, like, fucking Overwatch or some shit, but, like, if they would just make a visual novel, yeah. they would fucking sell would just sell a bajillion dollars. Yeah. Can you imagine if, like, Blizzard was like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, Overwatch? Well, here's a game where you fucking oh, date think. Genji. Here, mm. take it. It's five they bucks. Would fuck it up. I think in Blizzard's case, oh, I'm the sure less those characters <laughs> say, maybe the better off we all are. Uh, okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying that they would do it amazingly. <laughs> I'm saying the ideal version of this, where they like, you know, you 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 add a narrative small game component to your large multiplayer focused thing, and people would fucking go apeshit because guess what? People want to see that. I, I firmly believe this. Yeah. Good news: the Avengers DLC is free. Hank Pym show. Wait, what? I want to be right. Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yeah. Was Wait, in that... How do you know this? They said it. Oh. It was in the trailer. <laughs> That's the one thing I knew oh. about, about that. <laughs> they were like, under all, NDA. They were like, also, all new biomes and characters will be free. Yeah. Also, I was going to say, you Regions. know what this game looks like? It's like, oh, they, they're starting out with six characters. There's going to be like 12 or 14 by the end of yeah. it. Yeah. Which is fine if they're free, I guess. I'm... It's interesting. After years of hearing, oh, this game was like third person Destiny E yeah. abilities. Mm-hmm. I'd completely bought into the notion of like, you'll make your own character and they'll hang with the Avengers. Which and would be so much cooler. I want that, yeah. but that's just like who I am as a human. Is like, I don't want to be Tony Stark, but I kind of want an Iron Man armor suit. You want to be Tony Stark's friend. I want to be like, Tony Stark's friend. You steal shit from Peter Tony. Parker. No. Fuck him up, Tony. <laughs> 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 if, if I could just be Tom Holland. Thunder? War Thunder. That's War Machine. War Machine. Game. War Machine. You want to be War Machine. I want to be a third one yeah, who is maybe not so tightly connected Gun with the military boy. industrial complex. I, oh, but you want the Iron Man suit. Well, you I want the. I would do but good you'll with use it. it for good. For good. Uh-huh. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll kill the, the bad, bad guys. guys. 
<laughs> and the first ones I'm going to kill are the ones who took over the Pentagon. Yeah. Well, we, he's a Bring walker after all. <laughs> I got to do the family it. proud. That's it. That's, that's going to do it for us. It's You're looking at a camera that doesn't work. I was looking at Kata to be like, hit the music. Hit the music, Kata. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Day zero of... Thank you for uh, letting me be part of this shit show. Thank you, Dante. Show. Jesus Day zero. Christ. Of E3 is really and truly behind us by an hour and 39 minutes as we move in to day one. We'll be back. Wow, we did it again. It's E3, we'll baby. Be back. Three days in a row. We will be back tomorrow we... with some pretty cool shit, is what I'm going to say right now. We, Patrick and I. What is it? Okay, Natalie and I are going to go see Borderlands 3. Yep. Patrick, you're going to go see Doom what, and Wolfenstein. What time does it all start, Austin? 11. What, E3? Our schedules. Our schedule's the earliest Rob thing. Rob says with like a panicked look in his eyes. You, ha- you don't have to be anywhere until 1.30 oh, p.m. Oh, yeah. All right. Woo. This motherfucker. Shit, dude. <laughs> Patrick, you have a 10 a.m. appointment uh, yep. or 11 a.m. appointment with Bethesda. So tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, tomorrow. it's going to be Woo. Doom. Tomorrow. Like, right in my Doom, eyeballs. we're going to talk about hands-on Doom Eternal. Yep. We're going to talk about hands-on Wolfenstein Youngblood. We're going to talk about hands-on Borderlands 3. We're gonna talk about why'd you wait Sky down? What's Sky? The uh, uh, this game company. They're, oh, they do a new thing. Yeah, that game company. Yeah. No, the this journey? game company. <laughs> that game company. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's all right. It's dark. Yeah. You're playing the new Darksiders game. Yep. Y'all are playing Ghost Recon Breakpoint. We're gonna see this new Cyberpunk yep. demo. Uh, you're gonna see Vampire Bloodlines, Rob. That's so a lot have, of games. Uh, mm-hmm. see J- J- uh, John Wick Hex. The Hex. Uh, the other. Uh, Keanu Reeves game. Kato's going to go oh be God. Patrick Klupik at an appointment. <laughs> Absolutely. So we got a lot to talk about tomorrow. It's me. Uh, Dante, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, my name is Dante. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Video Dante. Uh, please follow me on there. It's where I'll be posting everything I'm doing at E3. Technically, I'm here on assignment for Pace Magazine, so you'll see a lot of things from me regarding Shout out to Pace games. Magazine. Shout out to Pace, Pace Magazine. Uh, shout out to Pace Magazine. Um, I will also be on the... Can I, like, shout out things I'm going to do? Yes. Is yeah. that weird? This is okay. your time. All right. Uh, tomorrow. If people are still here Tomorrow, listening. which is today. Yeah. Um, uh, Tuesday the 11th. Is that correct? Yeah. Tuesday the 11th, I'm going to be on the Spawn on Me Roundtable Hell live yeah. stream at 4 o'clock. Uh, and then I will also be at the a Giant Bumcast uh, Night Live. Ooh, you fancy. At, That's that uh, shit. I, uh, that is that shit. Uh, I will be on there at 11 p.m. with a very fun cast of people who are going to be on that couch. So I'm very excited for that. that I've um, seen that list. That list is good. It's a good list. Very excited. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I will also be yeah posting a bunch of things uh to Pace Magazine probably in the, the, the days or weeks to come uh, and follow me on Twitter at Video Dante. That's me. And you can find Dante's work over at waypoint.advice.com. I also write for Waypoint, yes. I do, and you can do a <laughs> search correct. for Dante Douglas and you can see your recent review or impressions piece mm-hmm. on Mordhow, on Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, or Risk of Rain. Yep. Uh, the time that you said, what if Overwatch characters weren't cops so much? People love that is oh, the thing. Boy, they cops it. or Overwatch? <laughs> you know what it turned out? You know what? Both. Both. One they to both one. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> well, both we should tell social about that. that. Yeah, social. Love it if we... <laughs> in uh, cops. <laughs> in Overwatch. Out protesters. 
What was the term for cops in Watch Dogs Legion? It's like a faction affiliate. A faction affiliate. Faction affiliate. Yep, and that's what I. So if about. you just use <laughs> these, if you just use these links on tasers and nightsticks, uh-huh. uh, we can fund a proper police force and uh, hopefully get London back on track. <laughs> just uh, put the disclosure in that says, you know what, we have an affiliate program with. With less lethal weapons. <laughs> less lethal. <laughs> That's my favorite Lycan shooter. A hundred. All right, we got a less lethal enforcers. Less lethal enforcers is like a shitty conservative. I love it. Uh, uh, a political. The cartoon. Daily Wire has published the politi- a. They've, they've done a political cartoon like this is the future liberals want less lethal enforcers. Less lethal All right. Follow uh, uh, us all over the place. Twitter.com slash waypoint. Yeah. Facebook.com slash waypoint vice still, I think. Uh, We'll be back all week. Let people know that we have a good time here and that you have a good time here by giving us a review. I like to think that we do a five-star podcast and that it goes for a five-star runtime. And I think if one ever- One star per hour. One, exactly, exactly. <laughs> one star per hour. We'll be back yeah. tomorrow. We're all going to go to bed. Yep. Thank you all so much. Have a great night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Whew. All right. (laughs) And we're out. God, you weren't kidding about that shit. I wasn't. (laughs) The thing is... I just realized also my next appointment, I thought it was at 10. It's at 11.30. Because, yeah, the show doesn't open till I think, actually, literally 11. So. Oh, my God. Aiden and, and you, Nick, thank you yeah, so much for hanging out. I'm so yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's not like I have a few. I knew it was fast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, okay. Uh, also, what the fuck was I going to say? Never mind. I don't we can move out of these we lights. We can move out like of these. Oh, you want to tell me, you want to tell you something really funny? We never had to have those lights on. I know we I yeah, talked about we that. Doing it. Yeah. And Rob was like, we're gonna do the periscope. And Can then I, I just we never brought it up. You guys again. on a film camera? Absolutely. He's hot. He's hot. See? I guess he always we can all everyone agree. in that. We can all agree. Are we live? Why aren't we live? We're not live because Twitter's a shit. Fuck. <laughs> See? <laughs> you see what we live with? Can you he imagine, does a lot for us. Can you imagine doing this all day? Why wouldn't let me log into Twitter? What's the link? What's put the, the link, link in Twitch. Any of us the link. Put the, put the link in Discord. I, I put will... the link. You tweet it. Okay. Where did I put it? I don't know. You, it's in the browser. <laughs> okay, I put it in there. I just mean I don't know what channel I'm in. I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> like now or for like 12 hours? Uh, yes. <laughs>
That's us. <laughs> can you? Can you? I'm gonna edit this video. What time is my first? What are you gonna tomorrow? edit? Can you talk? We <laughs> probably have to eleven. Talking to Square Enix. It's all. It's Square Enix and also Ubisoft. Who said Square Enix? Where does it say that? Am I, it am just I says wrong? Square Enix. You only wrote Square Enix. It doesn't say that on my end. What does it say in your end? It says E3. Oh, fuck, it went away. It was, says E3. <laughs> E3 2019 Day Zero Waypoint Raider Live. That is not what it says at all. Did you hit save? Yeah, it's saved. The link you sent me does not go to the thing you just said. Is it not the video? It's well, it's fine now. It. Don't okay. touch it. All right. Don't touch it. it. The fuck alone, Kato. Is this on Twitch? Your or dark YouTube. magic YouTube. You. and energy needs to stay away from that. Or you'll see me link it in a yeah, second. Yeah, yeah. I'll just grab it from you. Me? I didn't do shit. No, you're fine. <laughs> wait. Exactly. Hey. Exactly. No, wait. I did a lot of shit. <laughs> that can't be right. No, that's right, that's dude. Right. That can't be right. <laughs> what? It wasn't 96 today. Yeah, Watch fucking dog. Dude, it's 91 right now. Yeah, it's hot as shit. I decided to go for a run at noon. Bad idea. Don't do that. It wasn't supposed to be like this. <laughs> you brought a sweater. Roller champion. You brought a sweater, and you only have long sleeves. <laughs> I didn't even bring a jacket. Well, hold on. Huh? Uh-huh. I'm used to this, so long sleeves is perfectly fine. Sure, for 91 Linked. degrees. Linked. On Twitter? On Twitter. Okay. Waypoint. Oh, on the waypoint. Look, okay. you know how it is. You get up, you wake up in the morning, it's like 74, it's a little chilly. <laughs> yeah. I do know that. 74, god damn it. Classic <laughs> San Francisco attitude. Uh, should I hit, can I hit it once this song is over? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Give me a count, though. I'll try my best. Oh, uh, put your phones in airplane mode. Yes, please. Is that what y'all do? You okay. can connect. Yeah, it shouldn't interfere with the mics, but sometimes it interferes with the mics. So you can still be on uh, the Wi-Fi if you need it. We can give you the link. All right, going airplane mode. Mine's out. Going dark. Already almost worked my way through this. First thing in Five, Makers. Four, three, <laughs> Just going no, live now. I'm not. Five. Four, three, 